Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600. Yeah, the This Thursday edition with the full stoplight right here as well. Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. That's where you can see my brand new beautiful stoplight, as well as my Eddie Drive sign. And Epstein did not kill himself, and the other uh, great things that we had right here in the Kiva. Don't forget, you can. Uh, wow. Got a little piece of plastic from my uh, Mio drink, um, uh, by the way. I uh, also have uh, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify. And don't forget, you can app us directly at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. Hour one, lots to get to, as we do every day here in the Kiva. D-Dowd must go along for the ride for the three-hour tour. And uh, glad to be here uh, with you and yours. Dowd and I will be making our way southbound, southbound and down. Either Saturday night or Sunday morning, I've yet to really connect with Dowd. He sent me an address, told me to be someplace. <laughs> probably going to be right there. We have the uh, picture of the Tucum Carry, uh, the Blue Swallow from Tucum Carry. I'll have some new photos up uh, as well. Some some new music, uh, as always, here in the Kiva. Dowd, how are you? Uh, I am well, Eddie, and I think like a lot of our, our, our listeners, uh, I am celebrating. I've really been celebrating. Got up early today. Uh, it is World Health Organization Day, uh, and in light of just you know the magnificent job the World Health Organization has done the last two years fighting the worst pandemic humanity has ever faced, I think we all got to give uh, two thumbs up to the WHO. Yeah, so I, I think uh, we have a lot of days. I, I took the time, and I think it's a good uh, place to start for all of us. Um, Folks, we're all in the blast, and there's lots of interaction. I uh, sent my stuff out uh, this morning. I thought that was uh, fun to go ahead and respond to all that. Uh, should I offer my responses uh, to that here on this? Uh, always, day? always enlightening. I look forward to those every every morning when I get up. I know, I know you've been up earlier than I have, Eddie. So I, I know, I, I, I know they'll be waiting for me. Well, I know you're up later than uh, I, am, I am, especially on the reading time. Eight minutes, uh, ten seconds are the best. Uh, they're just as as long as it takes for you to get ready in the morning, whatever you want to quote unquote put under get ready. No need to go further into that. 97th day of the year, 268 days left on the year and the Thursday, April the 7th. It is metric system day. I'll have a little funny quip about that. National coffee cake day. Uh, haven't had coffee cake in some time. National no housework day. Uh, would that also be at the very same time? National Maid Servants Day, National Room Service. National No Housework Day is every day in my apartment. National Pet Health. You and I would never be roommates in a zillion. No, no, I would. I would murder you. And, well, you uh, remember when, a- one of my first days. I said when you were constantly cleaning. I said, Eddie, were you in the service? Because everybody I I know who's that fastidious about cleaning has a military background. But you you've done it all on your own. Yeah, I just, uh, since as, as, as early as I can remember, making my bed, getting dressed, taking a shower, I have no idea, but I can't get rid of it. I have to do all those things every single day. Um, I just, I can't go without it and without getting ready. And it takes a good hour for me to just kind of get started. So I always have that. National Pet Health Insurance Day. That's interesting. I wonder if the pet health insurance companies uh, came up with that themselves. No doubt. National Beer Day. What's your favorite beer? If you have a favorite beer, I'd love to hear from you uh, today. Uh, what is it? Is there too much IPAs? Or are you one of those stout guys? Or are you one of those fancy, fancy sour guys uh, that's out there? I happen to uh, like um, 
the uh, light beers now. I'm a I'm a light beer drinker. Uh, so light, there's zero. There's Bud Zero. <laughs> Truly uh, light. I had, lo- I had lots of Bud Zero, Heineken Zero. Of all the non-alcoholic uh, beers, uh, by the way, here's what I've had: St. Pauli Girl, Bud Zero, um, of course the Heineken, which they it's the the Heineken Heine Zero, uh, and I like a lot. So I, I'm I'm 100% Heine if I could. Uh, but this one I'm 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 on I'm a full zero on, and then uh, there's something else. It was an IPA that I had over at the Vin Resorts. Uh, Steve Wynn of Bingo fame, and then uh, uh, Wynn and Encore had uh, an IPA that had zero percent, which I thought was pretty good. But nothing, ladies and gentlemen, nothing beats the St. Pauli Girl because it's got that taste of honey uh, that's oh. in it. So a little something uh, there for you. Uh, International Beaver Day. We'll leave it right there, and then Worth held. Uh, World Health Organizational uh, Organization uh, Day. So Dowd includes all these, and let's just kind of set off, and you're welcome to join in the fun. I do believe for every response, for someone who has a response, I believe they all receive a response. So uh, the social media sort of operates through your mailbag. Is that correct, Dowd? Do you get yes. the responses and all those? I do, yeah. Yep. Okay, so I think that's kind of a, a, a good thing because – the social media sort of comes to you on the rock of talk chat site when you when you sign up and um i think that that's a that's a good thing i'm not sure exactly where all my comments are but let's see here we go number one we'll get to this did the domino theory have any credibility well i didn't even know what the domino theory was this is one of the reasons why we pick up the blast so we want to sort of drink through that fire hose i'm like what the hell's the domino theory is this you know is this when someone was playing dominoes are we talking about like, the cuban game oh no apparently in political science i seem to have missed it i have a degree in political science but somehow i don't know what the hell the domino theory was yes folks the domino theory here here it was uh, <clears throat> this uh day back in 19 i believe 54 yep, d 54. d eisenhower no relation to d d muska gave his domino theory speech during a news conference and so the thought was behind the domino theory was that if one particular country falls to communism, then all the rest will fall to communism around it. Now, I got to thinking, since this is sort of a quasi-new concept uh, to me, doubt, I figured, okay, well, I'll just go ahead and evaluate. It's like, uh, what do we know about communism? Well, we know it's an economic theory. It's shared misery. It's a dictatorial, tyrannical, think Michelle Lujan Grisham, Okay. But on steroids, yeah, no, that ugly, uh, I know. I, put it away, folks, put it away. <clears throat> okay, Michelle Lujan Grisham on steroids. That Boy, just in, she would turn into a complete circle if someone fed her steroids. At this point, she would just be like as, as tall as she is wide. She'd be, her radii would be just a complete circle. He'd, <laughs> you ever see those, uh, remember Pocket, uh, uh, was it Pocket Kryptonite or Pocket uh, Dynamite or Pocket uh, whatever he was? He was a little bodybuilder and they got him on so much steroids. And the guy was like as wide as he was yes. tall. Yes. Right. Um, I don't know. Pocket dynamo or something. He's something. Pocket Hercules. That's what it was. Thank you. Did the domino theory have any credibility? My, my response, I think, is a good one. <clears throat> and I think it warrants your attention from the standpoint of someone who hadn't thought about this before. And if you hadn't thought about it, then we can think about it together. I said, I didn't even know what the domino theory was until I looked it up. Communism fails everywhere. We know that. It's destined to fail. It's almost designed to fail. Well, it's great in theory. Oh, it looks good in theory. Oh, Karl Marx is a smart guy. Good in theory. If they want to adopt it, meaning any country, 
then so be it. Let him have it. If any country wants to adopt communism, like, let him go. Let him, let him be who they want to be. I'm totally fine with it. If you want to be a communist country, more, more, more for me and you, right? Right? You have no idea. I almost even nunchucked you. You didn't even know it. I almost nunchucked. You remember you married, uh, remember uh, Wedding Crashers? <laughs> He's going through that whole entire thing. You have no idea. Eventually, communist countries will have to war with each other. They're competing for resources. They can't actually grow, okay? The reason why China grows is something called Asian tiger syndrome, which has these controlled market areas. Hong Kong, Taiwan, you know, whatever Taiwan and Hong Kong do, they are able to just make up for the entirety of the entire country. The only thing that gives China the edge is the amount of labor it can deploy, just sheer numbers. So you have that engine behind the economic opportunity in the great ports of both Taiwan and Hong Kong, okay? What happens if you have multiple Chinas? Well, then you're running into problems. Two communist countries who have limited resources, <clears throat> excuse me, and zero growth when faced with limited options to provide for their populations will eventually war with one another. It's inevitable. Just think about that for a second, okay? Try to prove me wrong, you won't be able to. If a country wants to be communist, we should let them. That way they're easy to conquer. Ooh, I love this. I have to say, uh, six in the morning, I was feeling pretty good about this sentence. I was like, did I just really write that down? Did I just really, was I just, did I just become an imperialist czar? <laughs> if a country wants to be communist, we should let them. That way they're easy to conquer in the long run. That's right, they're controlled. We already know that their populations are malleable, right? If you wanted to conquer any state, what would be the easiest state to, to conquer? I'll give, you a, I'll give you a guess. Two words. One of them rhymes with Hexaco. <laughs> it would be us, right? Well, we do what we're told. We do what we're told. We do what we're told. We'll do what we're told. We'll do what we're told. Yeah, that's right. We should, <clears throat> communist countries need other countries to become communists. Why? Because the stronger communists will dominate the weaker communist country. Inevitably, it will be a war of just whatever their resources happen to be. Here's where it gets interesting. We, as imperialists, as I, I use that word imperialist because we're going to go out and conquer, okay? Like, I've, we're not able to use those old words. Imperialism, imperialism. That's kind of cool. Communist countries need other countries to become communists. We should war against any and all communist countries as its citizens would be unaware of who exactly is conquering them, right? Limited information, propaganda, you would have no idea. We could then drop leaflets and blame their own dictators and take them over. <laughs> <laughs> We've done this before, folks. It works. This sounds right. I am not being sarcastic. Dowd, your quick thoughts on the uh, first question on your blast of the day. But uh, however, it, it, it makes, it's completely and totally rational. It's, as dry as can be, if you're thinking about the business of countries, the business of country, just like the business of athletic director, is to grow its departments, is to grow its country. You can't grow your country if you're communist. You simply cannot. Your thoughts, Doug? Uh, well, you know, the domino theory I, I certainly was seized by a lot of people. Eisenhower just said, use it as sort of a metaphor in a press conference. It was never some 
highly thought out developed White House document policy statement. And I think a lot of Cold Warriors took that domino theory and ran with it. And it, and it explained America getting involved in every country on earth, got a lot of Americans killed, uh, particularly 58,000 in Vietnam, yeah, Vietnam. Uh, spent a heck, hell, hell of a lot of our money that we should have kept at home to develop our own uh, economy. But uh, I do think it, it's interesting because the existence of those communist places and particularly the Hong Kong, uh, particularly Hong Kong versus China, Taiwan versus China, East Germany versus West Germany, North Korea versus South Korea. We had these wonderful experiments throughout the Cold War where we had mostly free societies, you know, same uh, topography, same language, same culture, same religions, right next to each other, right on the border there. And uh, I love Daniel Patrick Moynihan said in the 1970s, he was a senator from uh, New York State. Hillary Clinton actually took his seat when he when he retired uh, and he hated the intelligence agencies and he, he understood, even though he was a Democrat, liberal Democrat, he, he understood that, that the cold war was such a good business for so many people. Um, the, the example he used was where CIA analysts, I think as recently as the late seventies, 10 years before the end of the cold war, they were saying that the per capita income in East Germany, the slave state, um, if you want to learn about East Germany, rent the movie, The Lives of Others. It's unbelievable surveillance, uh, just horrendous, horrendous country, it's kind of North Korea in Europe, basically. Uh, the CIA analysts were saying that the economy was stronger in East Germany than West Germany. I mean, that's how bad our intelligence was throughout the Cold War. And the domino theory justified a lot of bad, bad moves by supposedly intelligent people from Harvard, Yale, and Princeton got a lot of Americans killed, wasted a lot of money. Um, I think we should have spent a little more time analyzing those border countries and seeing the countries that were being spectacularly successful and the countries that were uh, falling apart. The neoconservatives in the 70s and 80s, I even when I was a young man, Eddie, I never could understand how communism was going to destroy America, and it's so powerful, and we're so weak relative to them, and we got to you know, double our military budget. But they also said at the same time, well, communism is profoundly anti-human. Uh, you know, it, 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 they're, they're totalitarian states. So which is it? They're, they're falling apart and they're anti-human and they don't tap into their, their, their people's potential or they're this huge monolithic force that's going to wipe us out. I never got an adequate explanation of that cognitive dissonance. But fortunately, the Cold War ended. But I guess Again, too good a deal to give up. We're, we're bringing it all back with Mr. Poutine. Some things never change. Well, I told you, uh, <clears throat> I think I followed most of the logic there. There was a lot of uh, attachments uh, to attachments on that. But I think, you know, more or less of what we're saying is communists in any way, shape, or form has never won out. Um, the bad uh, surveillance and intelligence saying that East Germany was in any way superior to uh, West Germany, I think is wrong. All you need to do is look at the Olympics. I think the last Olympics that the East Germans competed in uh, was 84. I mean, West Germany was just supreme and dominant. You want to talk about the celebration of the true, I mean, West Germany in and of itself was like, it was us, uh, the Soviet Union, uh, and then the United States. Uh, excuse me, us, West Germany, and the, and, and the Soviet Union. Uh, during that time, were the, were the didn't the East Germans weren't they the first ones to experiment with transgender athletes? I remember back in the day. I don't know they? that, but I know that they were the ones who were it's probably the uh, the old, uh, probably tested more uh, positive for um, enhancements than anything else. I mean, think Dolph Lundgren, um, and I think that would probably uh, celebrate. Okay, so second question, uh, Dowd was about Ohio. Uh, ever been to Ohio? I've only landed in Ohio. I think a lot of people. Um, no people from Ohio, a lot of Midwesterners, uh, turn and resettle here. 
I want to say, you know, by and large, some of the best people I think I've, I've met and, you know, uh, some of the closest people I've ever been close to, all from Cleveland, uh, Massillon, Ohio, uh, you know, other parts of, of Ohio uh, for sure. Um, but uh, there you go. Third, I think the question uh, from the Daily Blast is, will America ever go metric? Well, I had fun with this one. <laughs> you did. I just was like, oh, my gosh, this is, this is like the best question ever, right? Here, I don't know if this is uh, ripe for airing. I don't know if I can actually say. I actually, I think I can say. Does it matter if we actually go metric in America? I write. I think we should go around measuring things by eyeballing it or, or measuring things in hands at this point. Like, does it even matter how we measure stuff? I mean, if we're not, we're not you know, doing genders or anything else, well, how does it matter what we measure, right? Why do we need world records at this point for anything? We should go back to biblical measurements just to keep things interesting in America nowadays. Why don't we use fingers, cubits, furlongs, and fathoms? <laughs> it's better than going millions, billions, and trillions because all that started becoming meaningless. When you have to think about the actual measurement itself, I think that probably helps things now. Where's the crush depth? I think about that time in, in Crimson Tide as they sink and they sink and they sink. It's like, what's the crush depth? How many leagues? 20,000 leagues under the sea. What is 20,000 leagues? Like, what does that even mean, right? You might remember the, the, the great book that we all had to read. Back in the day, Moby Dick and uh, the rest of those 20,000 leagues under the sea. I also think people would stop taking baths, which is also a measure. Did you know baths is a measure? It's 5.8 gallons. Oh, wow. Bath is actually a measurement. When you take a bath, it's because you were going to get into a sort of container that was about six gallons. That's what, what a bath is. There isn't a human being on, on, in America that's taking a six-gallon bath. Do you know if you poured six gallons inside a bath, you know what it would be? It'd be a horse bath. I also think when people would stop taking baths altogether, which is a measure, people would have to say horse bath versus a bath, and then you stop taking baths. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just like the day's journey versus the Sabbath day's journey. Do you know the difference in terms of how people traveled on a day's journey versus a Sabbath day's journey? Look it up. Oh. Very interesting. I'd like to roll up on a gas station and ask, hey, hey can I get a Sabbath day tank of gas? <laughs> And then the attendant at the Quickie Mart uh, would absolutely freak. So that was my answer to the metric. So will we ever go metric? We're adopting green new energy. I think it's, uh, you, know, uh, you know, can I get a, a couple of liters of petrol? I mean, oh, my, what? I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but uh, the answer would be no. Get the hell out of here, you Euro trash huckster. All right, new, numero four, how do you celebrate World Health Organization Day, uh, Dowd? <laughs> I think you and I have the same answer to this. I celebrate WHO Day the same way I have the previous two years, three weeks, and four days by simply ignoring them and ignoring the science altogether. And finally, uh, oh, this is one of the best. LA Confidential, Dowd. I'm interested in your uh, response. Gladiator, a beautiful mind, Cinderella Man, or 310 to Yuma. I knew you knew my answer right from the get-go, having watched it oh, uh, with me and Angel. No uh, doubt there. No doubt yeah, there. Yeah, but uh, your thoughts. Well, uh, you know, I, I might disappoint you a little bit. I, for the first time, I saw 310 to Yuma over the weekend, um, and it was interesting. I answered to another person who was on our, on our, one of our subscribers who picked 310 to Yuma, and I said, boy, it's, it's Christian Bale and, and Russell Crowe are mm. bona fide movie stars, just the presence they have, uh, whether you like their movies or their personal lives or whatever. And I said, they're in sharp contrast to, uh, I don't know, Timothy Chalamet or whoever our movie stars, you know, our soy boys are today, but... Uh, I just I adore L.A. Confidential, Eddie. I think it's one of the great best movie. American films. I mean, it, it's it's so good. It's so so good. The only problem I have with Gladiator, great film, but I get stuck up on the 
exaggeration of history. You know, it didn't quite happen that way in real life. I think LA Confidential is a little more realistic to what was going on in the police department in LA versus Gladiator. Um, I was very disappointed, even though it had Jennifer Connelly. I finally saw a Beautiful Mind a couple years ago. I thought oh, it was yeah, yeah. way overrated, way, way overrated. But I think if you absolute had to, if you force me, there is a scene in which Russell Crowe, uh, the boxer uh, in the in the movie Cinderella Man, who's, mm. who gets injured and then he has to go work on the docks and he strengthens he ends up strengthening his other hand and he, he ends up beating Max Bear Senior, who had killed a man in the ring and uh, of course Max Bear Senior in, in real life, the father of Max Bear Junior, better known as Jethro Bodine on the Beverly Hillbillies. Uh, he he his family has to go on welfare. He's sh- he's when he gets back on top, he goes back to that welfare office and tries to give the money back. That's the kind of Americans that I like. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Uh, we'll go out to a little bit of the Gladiator theme song. I, of course, picked Gladiator. It's one of the first times I thought that murder was totally justified when he just starts taking everybody out. It's one of the single best movies in my own history. One of the few times I've thought about murder, and of course, it's because he was the Spaniard. 426 here in the Kiva. Back and forth. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure that you subscribe directly at rockoftalk.chat. Uh, we play around with that. Just a little something that is in there for everybody each and every morning. A great way to start today uh, with us. When we return, lots more to get to. This is the Thursday edition in the Kiva of the Rock of Talk. everybody 44 years ago on this day yeah 44 years ago on this day in 
1978, ladies and gentlemen, that was the uh, very first single from the Outlandos de Amor uh, from uh, the police. And uh, uh, Sting Bob Roosh, what is he, 70 years old now? Uh, he's old. We're all getting old. Uh, maybe we should just stop talking about age altogether anymore because it's it's not helping us. <laughs> Let's just say that. 44 years old. Uh, 44 years ago. 1978. Uh, by the way, you guys ever have those things where you guys cut your nails too much? That's what I did. Ooh. Yeah, it is okay. one of the most painful things. Stubbing a toe and then, you know, getting too close to the cuticles. I have this thing called um, badger. It's like badger sauce you put on your nails, and uh, it, it works. But I've been obsessed with that. something that I do. 550, 50, 500, if you want to go ahead. We'll get to a, a call or two. I'm pretty sure I know who is waiting on the call. Well, it's got to be definitely David. So we, we'll just we'll acknowledge that it uh, likely is uh, uh, David. One of the things that uh, I'm going to start sort of adding in with, with Dow, Dow does his uh, daily takes that, that's on here. Notice we aren't talking about the Ukraine and Russia. Notice we aren't talking about any of that kind of stuff right now. I mean, there, there's almost no reason to. I want to say that the was the entire thing at this point, does it feel manufactured for another reason? I think it, it I can't help but think that it is manufactured. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And now we're sort of on to talking something else. Uh, the world is, was, I should say, is, was a serious place. But when you have the leadership of Vladimir Zelensky or Joe Biden or just all these, you know, random occurrences that are happening, I, I don't know if we can approach it all with the level of seriousness that we once could approach politics with. You know, all the world's a stage, and I think it's becoming more and more. And I'm, I'm having a hard time sort of wrapping my brain around, you know, politics going forward. We've had people what, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jesse the Body Ventura become, uh, you know, uh, leaders of their states. And that's not a, 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 a bad thing, but it's become really, you know, absurd, comical uh, at this point. So one of the things I have not uh, touched on is a lot of that. We, we know that uh, interest rates are going to be pushing up one half percent well you're all sitting here talking and waiting for the another uh inevitable shoe to drop covid we're back to locking things down china is certainly uh looking at that stuff uh right now I, i'm not sure what else to say at this point in terms of you know are we headed for another lockdown it's hard to predict it's going to happen in other countries i don't think it's necessarily going to happen here in the united states of america at least i hope not well, Eddie, it's still uh, happening uh, at UNM. Uh, we had our discussion yesterday of the vaccination yep. of young, healthy people. Uh, I just tweeted out from our uh, Rock of Talk Chat Twitter account, which I again have. I'm trying to reach a younger audience. We're gonna we're gonna look look <laughs> one year into our Twitter account, and we're gonna see whether we're gonna continue it or not. It's not a personal account. It's a way for me to get more more hopefully more people subscribe. Uh, UNM award winning journalist hosts public discussion. At UNM, it's going to take place on Friday. I, I, I'm actually proud of myself that I've never heard of this person. Uh, Alexander Hefner, he's mm. the host of PBS's The Open Mind. I, I don't know anything about it. In an era of pestilence, cruel feelings, and now war, what are possible prescriptions to correct this cycle and preserve shared human values and freedom? Can our social footprint translate into constructive instead of destructive behavior? How can we restore the integrity of public policy and civic life. I guess you'll get all the answers to that. But at the very last line of the press release, Eddie, masks will be required at yeah. this event. So the virtue signaling and the gaslighting that comes from the left is just nonstop. 
I mean, they want to make you crazy. They want to make it seem like it's your fault when they're the ones who pulled this crap on you. The shutdowns, the lockdowns, the bailouts, the, oh, boy, we all made it through COVID. It's all crap. And now they come over here to, to, to put this lipstick on this pig. And most of you are going to sit there and lap this crap up. You're going to say, well, yeah, yeah, you know what? COVID was, people really were dying from it. They, they were no doubt dying from, from COVID. And uh, they, you know, Michelle Lujan Grisham saved lives. Like, you're going to hear this propaganda. It's just gaslighting. It's made and forced upon you so that you question your own reality. Just those questions that doubt asked. Doubt, throw those questions out. Remember, this is coming from uh, an open mind. That's an oxymoron. PBS and an open mind. Nothing could be more closed Absolutely. and contrived than things that are coming from NPR. Don't trust any letter, any three-letter agency, folks. NPR, CIA, FBI. I have a new theory, by the way. I might want to get into it. You might remember um, I'm the one who did all the work on the BGK and uh, Devon uh, Archer, Hunter Biden, Bill Richardson, Jeffrey Epstein, the convergence around Santa Fe. Well, never occurred to anybody as to why maybe that shop owner decided to come all the way to Albuquerque, New Mexico to bring that laptop. I happen to think the reason why they came to the FBI is because they found something that was directly connected to Albuquerque. Interesting. I can't think of any other reason, just so you know. So I'm sort of, uh, oh, the yellow brick road. We're sort of onto that. I want to go back to Tesla here for a second, okay? And just, just talk about this virtue signal. Because as you're trying to source down younger people, as you're trying to find younger people, I don't know that they're necessarily going to Twitter. And I don't know that the people of Twitter have an open mind. Right. Mm -hmm. you, you just, checks, you just, yeah. yeah. You just, well, you just put it out there. You just literally just put it right out there and you said, okay, well, you know, PBS is hosting this thing with an open mind and you try to put it out there on Twitter because that's the, the avenue which it came from. I don't know that there's uh, anything that's more closed minded than the people who are out there on Twitter because they're all virtue signaling to each other and they're making sure that they're all saying the same thing. So it's sort of a, it's sort of a backward censure gaslighting. Yeah making you question your own reality. Well, as you know, Elon Musk became the largest shareholder of <laughs> Twitter. News of the Tesla chief executive, Elon Musk, taking a board seat at Twitter has some, and this is, this is how you know the nature of the Twitter users and the Twitter company. Has some Twitter employees panicking. <laughs> Over the future of social media firms' ability to moderate content, according to company insiders. Moderate. What are they going to do? Are they going to redirect our political angles here? The richest man in the world? Why is he on our board? What does he want to control? We're so important here. Don't you know that we manufacture opinions? Within hours of the surprise disclosure this week that Musk, a self-described free speech absolutionist, Acquired enough shares to become the top Twitter shareholder. Political conservatives began flooding the social media with calls for the return of Donald Trump. Would Elon Musk do it? Would he cave to the lowly conservatives? Former U.S. president was banned from Facebook and Twitter after the January 6th Capitol riot. Oh, by the way, top fold of the Albuquerque Journal this morning. Talking about how, oh, the man was acquitted. That, uh, I, I got to get to the front page of the Albuquerque Journal. I literally wanted it. By the way, if you want to... Um, 
uh, send a big middle finger. Vote for me, Reader's Choice Award. I vote for the Rock of Talk, uh, Reader's Choice Award. Uh, let them know we hate the Albuquerque Journal, and uh, I want to make sure that they have to tell us to go away. Okay, remember we won that award of five years, five years. Five years. Former U.S. President was banned from Facebook and Twitter over the January six uh, Capitol right over concerns the incitement of violence. Trump is so violent. We got to keep him off of Twitter and social media. Now that quote unquote at Elon Musk is Twitter's largest shareholder, it's time to lift the political censorship. Oh, and bring back Trump, tweeted Republican Congresswoman Lauren Boba. They literally found the one woman who like pulled out her gun on the congressional floor. <laughs> to quote her, like, this is how you know it's leftist media. Yeah, go get Lauren Boba. What did Lauren Bobert say? Or why don't they get that green congresswoman or I don't know who what, name the crazy one who's out there. Despite Twitter's re reiteration this week that the board does not make policy decisions for Twitter employees who spoke with Reuters said they were concerned about Musk's ability to influence the company's policies on abusive use and harmful content with Musk on the board. The employee said his views on moderation could weaken years long efforts to make Twitter a place. Get this folks of healthy discourse absolutely when Nurturing. i think of healthy yeah. discourse i think of twitter when i think of uh open shared you know uh can you repeat this uh this introduction of this conversation that's going to be happening over at the oh, oh this is uh, eddie i'm glad you seized on this because I, I i i needed to go back and read it again i think uh, you got to read it again in, in an era of pestilence, pestilence. I, I, I don't think people who survived the black death would consider mm. the last two years pestilence, but I don't know. Maybe I just know too much about history. Uh, cruel feelings. Now, cruel, very cruel. Oh, so cruel. I, I don't. I mean, is it could a can a feeling even be cruel? You can be cruel to another person, but can a feeling be cruel? I, the poor it writing. And now war. war. Third item. War. Pestilence. Okay. Uh, call me crazy, folks. There's no cruise missiles falling here in the northeast heights of Albuquerque. It's there's not war where I live. There's probably war. not war where you live. Um, what are possible prescriptions to correct this cycle and, and get this? Cycle, what, yeah. have I, what have I told everyone mm, for two the years? Cycle. The language. Watch mm. the language. Uh, what can we do to correct this cycle and, quote, preserve shared human values mm, and freedom? Human. Oh, touchy-feely. I feel so good all over. Do, do, you, do you think the left's about freedom lately? Uh, if you do something we don't like, we're going to make you lose your job. We're going to shut down your free speech. We're going to lock down society and limit the number of people you can have in your household. Uh, do you really get a big freedom hippie vibe from the left these days? I, I would say I get the opposite of, of that. Uh, how can our social footprint translate into constructive instead of destructive behavior? Here we how go. Can we, how can we restore the integrity of of public policy mm. and civic life that was destroyed mm. by Donald Trump. No, I didn't. That's not in there. I just, just, I just put that. Yeah, in. but but you you basically said what they were saying because we all know that it's sort of like talking to a crazy woman, right? You you talk to a crazy woman, she's like, "I can't believe you just called me fat." <laughs> I can't believe you said like, nobody called you fat, man. Just 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 stop. Nobody said the word fat. Didn't happen. Oh, you think I'm ugly? No, no, I didn't say that. I said didn't say that. you didn't like what you were wearing. Like, just can we can we calm down here? What? I always like that joke about trains. <clears throat> All right. 
In the wake of Trump's ban from Facebook and Twitter, the billionaire tweeted that many people would be unhappy with U.S. tech companies acting as de facto arbiter of free speech, and that's what Twitter is rebelling against. So, so here we are. We're going to have this gathering that's at the University of New Mexico. I think uh, it's time to go back to Ed Nunez's uh, words from yesterday. Let's uh, let's hear about the head athletic department uh, guy because uh, Dowd, would you repeat his kind words yesterday? Just in case uh, you don't fall in line in a time of pestilence, in a time of war, when things have really kind of, and I've already called for Ed Nunez, the athletic director at the University of New Mexico. Uh, Sir, I've called for your resignation. Get the hell out. I'll take you with me back on the plane in Miami when I leave next week. How about that? How'd that be? How'd that be while we're at it? Uh, What did Ed Nunez say, Dowd? Uh, Yes, this is the athletic director referring to mandatory vaccines and maybe some of the resistance that our young healthy athletes might have to taking medicine they don't need. Uh, Quote, in the current year we are in, that is part of the expectation that we live under. And if you don't want to be here because you feel that your reasons and the university don't agree with the reasons, whether medical or religious, or doesn't meet that criteria, then unfortunately, New Mexico is not the place for you. Mm. There we go, folks. I don't know what else we could possibly say. So not a place for uh, open discourse dialogue, neither Twitter nor the University of New Mexico uh, campus where they have uh, uh, free speech zones, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Musk has not articulated what he wants to do as a new board member, has telegraphed his intention with the Twitter activity. A week before he disclosed the 10% stake in Twitter, he polled his 80 million followers on whether the site adhered to the principle of free speech, and the majority voted no. Now, what's important here? The tyranny of the minority is what Musk is rebelling against, okay? The tyranny of the minority has taken over. They have myopically drilled down on the fear and expounded upon that to make that seem, it's sort of like plankton. If everyone's running around being a fairy of plankton in SpongeBob, right? And then that's what we've done. Everyone is afraid of plankton, right? And he really is the metaphor for what we're all dealing with. We're tired of dealing with that one-eyed little amoeba uh, guy that's out there that's dictating by screaming louder and everybody being afraid. Well, I don't want to get that guy upset. I don't want to make these people angry. I don't want to make liberals or women or minorities. I don't want to hear them screaming at any point, right? Because they're all justified in what they're doing. But anybody, but anybody, especially you white people or anybody who's ever had sort of quote-unquote imperialist power, if you complain about it, You must be a racist. You must be a sexist. You must be somebody who doesn't believe in the science, or you must be a Trump supporter. And all of those guilty as charged uh, for each and every person who who represents that. So just a little something I think uh, there. um, You know, there was a uh, uh, there was a confirmation. Is speaking of the tyranny of the minority, regardless of whether or not she should have passed. Katanji, did I say that? Have we found her uh, etymology of her? Her first name it, would that be racist if I want to find out uh, someone's etymology of their first name? Katanji yeah. Brown Jackson confirmed today, despite uh, possibly the slimmest. I think it was pretty much dead even, with the exception of Romney, Collins, and uh, Susan Collins, Mitt Romney, and who's the other uh, chick from Maine? It's, uh, it's always the same three people. The Rhino Republicans who sort of uh, give up the loot, and then I was think was it Murkowski in Alaska? Was yeah, Murkowski. Uh, let's not forget that Murkowski got elected um, as an independent, and then went on to become a Republican after because they have like a sort of a weird election in in Alaska. 
yeah, um, whatever, Rita, whatever, Murkowski. She's Lisa Murkowski, by the way. And, and here's the whole entire thing. All 50 senators who caucus with Democrats were expected to vote to confirm him, her, excuse me, along with three Republicans. Romney, Collins, and Murkowski of Alaska said that while they don't expect to agree with the judge, her, and her decisions, they believe she had the qualifications and temperament uh, for the job. The Republican cited her judicial philosophy and sentencing record in opposing her confirmation. She joins the liberal bloc of high court split now, 6-3 in favor of the conservatives. In late 2020, the death of RBG opened, and now I guess she would be, what would she be? RBG has now become, uh, she, she's got her own acronym, KBJ. Is that uh, correct? Mm -hmm. I think that's, uh, what uh, and Eddie, I've done a little digging here. Uh, Katanji. Yeah is a unisex, I mean, talk about being a woman of her time. This oh, is with a, an eye, because you got the eye there. <laughs> this That's is important. A, a, a unisex moniker used in the Hindu religion. Uh, it has several meanings, which include uh, including home, pure gold, and dwelling. But the reason she's named Katanji is because her aunt, who was, of course, <laughs> no surprise there, serving in the Peace Corps, I mean, you know, most of us have served in the Peace Corps. Uh, in West Africa, she sent oh. a list of names home to her sister uh, with African girls' names, options, and they picked uh, Kitanji. So um, yeah. that's that's the origin. That's how a lot of people name their kids. You know, they, it takes, uh, as uh, Hillary Clinton once said, it takes a village, Dowd. Uh, I think you need to understand that. And it's, uh, it's actually okay. It, folks, it doesn't take a village. It takes a mother and a father. A male and a female, folks, not a village. I uh, wish we, we could get back to that. But uh, a lot of you guys are rebelling against those traditional roles because you've had no direction in your own personal life. And you're trying to justify, I think, the virtue of your own existence uh, because your failure of the underpinnings and the troubled backgrounds have uh, hurt many, many liberals. 450, back and forth. Thanks for listening. Uh, D-Down uh, Musk, and I remember launching into the space shuttles and that 
you know, all the, the good stuff that was happening. Uh, D-Dot Musk and I are headed down south. I'm going to do a little primer on this on Saturday morning in our salon. Our first installment of uh, Saturday in the salon. I wasn't able to pull it off with all the pieces, uh, folks. I did have most of them, but the rest of the show is complete. So Jim Hammond's going to be joining me along uh, uh, for that. Uh, but uh, uh, we're going to do a little primer on White Sands in that area. TRC nice. having recently uh, joined... Uh, Driven through there. And then, uh, Dow, do you know whether or not I'll be able to broadcast on rockoftalk.tv um, uh, while I'm down there? Are we able to carry any kind of feeds out? Uh, it's a Sunday, midday Sunday, so we yeah, won't be. Uh, it doesn't yeah. matter. We'll just uh, put it on rockoftalk.tv. Oh, on the t- oh, of course, on the T. Oh, uh, boy. Oh, Eddie, I guarantee you they have Wi Fi at the facility itself. They've, oh. they, they've got it. Branson would demand the best Wi-Fi at the facility itself. We're going to have to ride. I'm um, drive. We're going to take my beat up old pickup truck because I think it's going to be a lot of uh, dirt road. At least it's an hour from the hotel to the actual spaceport. Over, I think what must part part of it must be dirt road. So in that stretch, we're probably not going to have any service at Spaceport America. Branson has Wi-Fi over the over the river and through the woods. You got another host. What? Uh, don't trust the three-letter agencies, Eddie. My agency, FOK, Free Orange Kittens, is totally trustworthy. Send us your bank account numbers. We will prove it. <laughs> We're all ordered to cease and desist your, uh, your all criticisms of the Queen, Governor Grisham, per royal edict of her agency. Hail all Grisham, H-A-G. Wow, that's really good. Um, this remark, the greater your horde, the greater your chances of winning. Genghis Khan, one useful book on the subject, is called Defending the West by Churchill. I think uh, that is... The quote, uh, Marjorie, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is hated mostly by both parties, recalling for in-person votes every day that she can. She has forced the members to be on the record instead of a quorum voting. Also, she has slowed down somewhat the velocity of the bills being passed uh, as well. It's one person, what she can do. Go Elon Musk. I like that. Uh, I did. I've never heard that before. Oh, if I just one letter <laughs> at the last my last name would make my life so different. <laughs> Boy, so different. Our communists teamed up with the Soviet KGB to take over Nicaragua. Then the domino next door with them adding communist rebels in El Salvador. Then Guatemala and the communist Zapatistas in Chiapas, Mexico, with the eventual goal of taking over Panama to Mexico. The United States itself dominoes now spreading in South America. I just returned from Chiapas and couldn't visit the Mayan ruins in Palenque because... Zapatistas have roadblocks not allowing buses. The groups that aid the domino theory now lead the United States, the White House, the Congress, New Mexico, Santa Fe, and Albuquerque. They have won. The threat was coming from inside the house, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes, always is. It's always projecting. Classic projection. That's what despots and tyrants do. Hour two just for you. And uh, we will be coming back in the ABQ right after the top of the hour news. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, BQ.FM, Rock of Talk. 5500 hour two coming at you in the EBQ, D-Dot, Muska, and myself uh, settling in here on this uh, Thursday voyage, and glad to be here with uh, you and yours on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and don't forget you can app us on TV, 
at rockoftalk.tv and how about on our app at rockoftalk.com and uh, for less than 20 cents a day, rockoftalk.chat uh, as uh, well. Boy, I guess people are, it's, it's tough all over. People are having a hard time dating. Well, that's what happens when you, uh, you know, manufacture this uh, social distancing and all that kind of stuff. If you want to, you want to find love, you, you can find it anywhere. Um, I think next week I'm headed to uh, Bienvenido a Miami. I will be broadcasting on the Good Friday. I see Good Friday this year is sort of uh, <clears throat> not such a good thing. I'm watching some Criterion Collection stuff that, of course, April 15th. Beware the Ides of March. No, the Ides of April, uh, because Lincoln was shot on that day in Ford Theater. Uh, and, of course, it's tax day, ladies and gentlemen. So I'll be taking an overnight uh Flight uh, as it, as it goes to uh, Miami. We'll spend uh, the Easter holiday uh, out there. It's something that I uh, you know bought for myself just to kind of you know check it out. So I'm going to be broadcasting not from the beach, not to make anybody jealous. If someone will accuse me of chewing on the beach or I don't know suntanning on a nude beach or some other crap that's out there, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I guarantee people don't have a hard time finding any sort of social life. So be happy to be out there during that week in Miami. Uh, you know, we'll uh, be, I'll be happy to go out and see you and uh, and grab a, a Bud Zero for you. If you like. <laughs> Eddie, I highly <laughs> recommend the Cuban. Oh, hold flanks. on, hold on, Dad. We we got uh, hysteria piping in. Sorry, speaking of Def Leppard, uh, uh, not Def. Uh, there, go ahead, Dad. Uh, you oh, no, I was just going to say I, I uh, highly recommend the Cuban flank steak in Little Havana. Delish, delish. Uh, yeah, I will not be uh, headed to Little Havana. I will avoid it at all costs. I will go to the Aragon Castle. Oh. I will probably play some uh, golf. I have been to Little Havana. Um, between the rolled Cuban cigars, I might do the flank steak maybe someplace else, um, you know, near the Calle Ocho. Uh, mm-hmm. I know South Beach quite well, by the way. Spent some time there. Um, you know, they got some fabulous hotels. So fabulous. It, it is a... A little, it is a little bit uh, gay, too gay friendly for my taste. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah, There's like Key West. Of, <laughs> yeah, and then you've got the Latino flavor as uh, rata. You know, you of course saw the birdcage, and you see it all sort of uh, kind of blend in. Uh, the, the great Robin Williams, and what is that guy? Uh, the other guy, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. I think they the the gays really thought that he was going to sort of take over and start doing the Oscars and the Emmys and all that. He had, what, a, a two-year run, maybe? Tops? Maybe three years? He I burned mean, very brightly, and then... Yeah, they... he was so fabulous. What happened? What happened? What happened to the great Ethan Lane? <laughs> um, but anyway, that's going to be fun. Um, I'm going to take advantage of the sun and the sand, but uh, do some broadcasting. And the entire uh, area that's out there, um, you know, KKOB can celebrate their 100th birthday. I'm going to be out there celebrating, um, you know, life because it's a a hell of a lot more open. In fact, uh, Miami, Florida is one of the most open places. It's been so open uh, that it's not as woke as you might think. You know, not only do they not wear masks, they don't wear tops on their bathing suits, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) That's uh, sort of the way that it goes. So for people who uh, don't know, you now do know. So uh, 550. And if you're in the mood, ladies and gentlemen, next time you're in Miami, do what I did not do and I regret for the rest rest of my life. Stop by 1205 Washington Avenue and visit the Ooh. World Erotic Art Museum. Um, really? I really, I really okay. blew it. I just, I got to get back there. Really? Just, just, just yeah. to go in there and look at all the cringe-worthy art throughout the ages. <laughs> I think in New York they had the X-rated museum. Oh. I wanted to say uh, New York. I know I went something. 
I don't forget the name of the museum that was there. It was uh, totally not worth it, by the way. There was a lot of articles and, you know, stuff that you're like, well, this really isn't that interesting. It's everything that you expect. You're, you, you expect that you're almost visiting a bordello or something. It gets old quick. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, really? Do we want to see you? You're, you're, you're gross ass out there? No, we don't want to see it. That's, that's generally what you see. You see a lot of people, or, you know. You know, it's always the it's always the old man uh, who's hanging around. It's the weirdest thing. Okay, now this has been a long time since this happened, but for some reason, strange older men have a tendency to sort of hang out. Uh, this is one of the reasons why we don't, you know, the, the public, uh, not the public uh, you know, restrooms, but um, the swimming places, the saunas, the hot tubs. Like, oh. I'm not hanging out over here. It's like this old creepy old man's been out there for like two hours. Like, I'm not about to go there. See a private beach. You have your cabana. You check out the ocean, whatever. I'm going to work real hard at the same time. I'm going to read and catch up. I mean, I've been, I, I'm noticing that during this time, it's amazing how much you can consume. Like going from place to place. And in terms of books, I'm catching up on my audible books. I'm going to be over 250 books on my audible. And I've had my account since, uh, since um, 2000, it sounds like a lot, folks, but for over 14 years, <laughs> that's all I have to show for. That's all I have to show for it, folks. That That's it. That's all I've got. That's pretty sad. And I've got like something like 700 and some odd credits that I've accumulated because I've been doing, I don't know, the monthlies and plus the, the end ones, uh, if you will, that come in during that time. I don't know. It's, it's something crazy. I, I've got all these books that I've uh, accumulated because I used to do three for ones and two for ones. Um, over time. And then, of course, you have the the Audible membership where you get the ones that are free. And, you know, the narrators uh, sort of dictate uh, all, all of this stuff. Eddie, okay. before, we, before we move on sure. for creepy old men, can I, can I tell the funniest story you'll ever hear about the differences between old people and young people in America today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of my sisters uh, had a dear, dear friend for many years, and she was practically my, my third sister. Uh, her mother, who is now my parents' age, probably north of 80 this happened fairly recently I, I don't know within the last five years maybe i'm i'm so old that within five years is, is recently sure. now um yeah. she does uh water aerobics for the old folks at the community oh, center uh in a, in a, in a place in, in, yeah but you know get you got to get those muscles moving when you're old uh apparently uh she was cleaning up afterwards uh, at the end oh, of no. the uh, the session no. and um some i think younger man not an older person at the community pool at the community center I uh, was, I guess, kind of doing what pervs do, you know, dropping uh, their, their clothing and trying to get some kind of shocked reaction. Uh, she looked over at him and she said, I've been married over 50 years. I raised a son. I raised three grandsons. You don't have anything that I haven't already seen before. Now get the hell out of here. Yeah. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, that is what someone from the silent generation or the World War II generation, that's how they would deal with a perv trying to get a shock out of someone. Today, uh, federal investigation, criminal lawsuit, civil lawsuit, uh, the woman victim would be uh, in counseling for the rest of her life. Oh, traumatized, uh, sued, uh, you know, you know uh, PTSD. Yep, uh, let's yep, not yep, forget, yep. I mean, what's going on at the University of New Mexico. Yesterday oh. you referred to it. They're trying yep. to protect themselves from the pervs and three quarters right. of the people, like, for God's sakes, you have Dan Schrader or Don Schrader on oh, campus. Right. And you guys are worried about perverts? Uh, clearly, from my heart. Like, the guy's a nudist. 
Oh, so gross. Uh, for the record, I'm not encouraging perversion. I'm simply trying to draw a distinction between the cultural reaction of older tasteful, people tasteful. who understand what uh, you know true offenses are versus something that you should just roll your eyes and walk away and not make a federal case out of it. Although I tell you, she could have cashed in, Eddie. If you sue, that's a city-owned facility. Government has deep pockets. If she had gotten the right lawyer and said you didn't have adequate security, where's my $7.5 million check? I spent a lot of time in the art galleries, the art, the art game, right? So the beginning of uh, Eyes Wide Shut. I like what Ovid said about love. Right? The guy's coming and he drinks out of her glass. It's like, I was in an art gallery at, at this, uh, it was in Vegas. And I was, it wasn't a gallery, it was a place where they, they sell, you know, they, they expect you, you either buy wine or art, and they expect to, to sort of impress upon you. They're going to, and uh, I was, uh, <clears throat> I'm not making this up. It sounds totally made up. It's not, I'm not going to tell the, the God story. And I had a lot of Klimt, Gustav Klimt, Art Nouveau, right? And the guy literally, uh, the other guy that I was, was, just, I was like, I have a Klimt. I'm like, okay. <clears throat> uh, Russia Ukraine war news live update. <laughs> Oh, one of the things I would probably suggest that you do at this point, because it doesn't really kind of bear to um, <laughs> look at this. I saw Don Schrader at the growers market. I don't even want to read past that sentence. You know That's where this more than enough. You see where this all goes at the growers market. Yeah, it's, come, if I read that, do I just keep going? Where does the show go to? You know, at this point, do we turn into the Moulin Rouge here. What's going on? <laughs> We are so lucky. <laughs> One of the good things about the Wall Street Journal, despite the skewed left, center left uh, news versions of stuff, is this uh, sort of uh, good on keeping up with the uh, Ukraine-Russian news in the war, uh, if you will. Uh, kind of uh, keep up with the major developments. And I want to kind of impart this to you so I don't have to do this every day because you don't come to me for the latest updates in the Ukraine-Russia war. Uh, that's fair. Is that a fair qualification? No yep. one's looking at this like, I can't wait to listen to Eddie Aragon and uh, D-Doubt Muska, you know, wax full of stuff. Like, we gave you everything. We gave you the Mearsheimer stuff. We gave you how we got here. And now we're sort of like, well, none of this makes any sense. Just sort of let it go, right? But you can go to the Wall Street Journal, and I'll just kind of give you a taste of what this is so I don't have to regurge this and sort of hit the events as if, you know, we're CNBC or MSNBC or CNN or Fox News, the, the warmongers at Fox News. Uh, here in the Ukraine, <laughs> keeping up with Ukrainians. My gosh, we have all the comedians out today. I think the comedy uh, is pegged at 10 today. You know, so they're keeping up with the Kardashians, keeping up with the Ukrainians. We should uh, play the, uh, play me the theme. What's what, the theme for the keeping up with the Kardashians? That would be perfect, right? Oh. Every single day. Do they have um, a theme? I've never seen a second. I've never seen, I told you that. I've, uh, uh, I've, I've never seen it. Theme of, let me, let me write this. I have a, a broken middle finger. Uh, by the way, I, I believe that is true about Travis Barker marrying one of the Chloe. I think is it Chloe? Is it Chloe? I don't know. I don't know. Courtney, all the Chloe, Kim. Courtney. I think it's Courtney. Keeping. She's the she's the hot one. I know that's weird to say. She's the only one that's like slightly hot because she's had a child that you sort of grew up with, and she was dealing with the real DB uh, for a husband. Um, <laughs> husband, right? And she does, she's the only one that doesn't seem like a slut, right? She's not yeah. like she's got right? an IQ above a hundred, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but she doesn't just come off as like she's 
she's sleeping with everybody. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I guess this is the keeping up with the Kardashians uh, theme song. I don't know if this is the original, not the original. Uh, I don't know what it is, but uh, it would be funny to do a whole entire thing, keeping up with the Ukrainian thing. Oh my God. They're all in black Vegas dresses. They all have stupid grins on their face. Ugh. Oh, she looks terrible. Is her name Courtney? Court. What is this? They, they all literally have the same face. Uh, everyone, I think I just saw, it was like, yeah, but, but Courtney looked the least attractive in that intro. Maybe, she, mm. maybe she's, I don't know. Maybe she tried to be too young. That's always ugly. When Aren't they old, always doing new generations? There's, th- there's the older women try to make them seem, self seem younger. Don't do it, women. Oh, it, it's, yeah, it's a bad look. No, embrace no. your uh, age. It's it will help life. you tremendously. Yes. But you, uh, older women, if you try to look younger, um, you know, if you're slutting it up, if you will, up in uh, you know wherever you go, Tinseltown, Vegas, New York, uh, mm-hmm. the Aslutta Casino, the Aslutta Casino. If you're heading on over there. Don't try to young it up. It doesn't help you. Okay? There was a picture of Madonna up the other day. I don't know where that face She's went. She's trying Eddie. to young it up, too? Ooh, ooh. Really? I would not recognize her. Ooh. I don't recognize her anyway. <laughs> Even if she isn't, uh, she, she's not getting... Uh, she, in other words, what you're saying, Dad, is she's not getting you into the groove, right? No, no. She's crossed the borderline. She, she's no say. longer like a virgin. Yeah. You know, she no, she, I, she can't justify my love for her anymore. I mean, yeah, there you go. do this all day. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Tip your waitresses. Now, are, are we here all week? We don't know. It's the future is going to tell us. Okay, uh, 550-50-500. Uh, oh, yeah, I was about to uh, give you uh, the keeping up with the Ukrainians, Kardashians, all the same. Hey, I think that's perfect. That's a good way to put it. You guys are smart. In the Ukraine, Ukraine braced for an anticipated large-scale Russian offensive in the eastern Donbass region. You know how much I've kept up with this whole entire thing? The charade of a war? I don't know where the hell Donbass is or what the hell's happening, and it doesn't affect me or you. And heavy clashes continue in the area. Russia's Donbass strategy can remain impaired. I didn't know they had a Donbass strategy. It does sound kind of like, uh, oh, the great Donbass offensive, you know. By Ukrainian strike on a Russian. Uh, apparently, the Ukrainians are winning now. Is that is that is that what's going on, Dow? That's the latest. Oh, then they don't need our help anymore. They don't no. need our help. Uh, the Ukrainians are winning now. I believe is what we're hearing, and they're they're, they're pushing back. Uh, the Russians didn't withdraw out of Kiev. It's the Ukrainians were able to uh, disable and prevent further intrusions and invasions by the Russian people. You gotta always you, always, you gotta always play that. Not that we rewrite history or anything. Sixteen nineteen. Um, President Vladimir Zelensky warned Irish lawmakers that the Russian assault would cause hunger. Russia pressured on with long-range missile strikes targeting fuel depots across Ukraine. Okay. Uh, I thought Ukraine was pushing back, but I guess not. Western officials said the Russians' withdrawal from around Kiev is complete. Some residents are returning to the capital city but remain skeptical that they have seen the last of Russian forces. Anybody feel like uh, they're being taken here? So if suddenly Russia was invading for weeks and now they're withdrawing because we had a, a couple of good friendly conversations and not good for the goose and the gander. We know that they're not joining, uh, joining NATO, et cetera, et cetera. 
Turkish embassy reopened. Lithuania's ambassador can return as soon as Thursday. War crimes accusations. The DOJ is working with European authorities on a plan to gather evidence about atrocities in Ukraine. According to Attorney General Merrick Garland, Garland, excuse me, Pope Francis declared horrendous cruelties in Ukraine, including the matter. Like the whole thing is propaganda. So, but you can keep up with the day-to-day in the Wall Street Journal. And then, of course, you can find sort of a level um, a center left, I should say very left perspective coming from The Economist. So uh, that's all coming out in the Wall Street Journal and The Economist every single day if you're trying to stay on top of that. I think we got to get to some local news, Dowd. There's lots of stuff. And of course, some of there's the blast today, but I particularly want to cover um, what I find to be very comical. Now, today, uh, today's opening day, right? Play ball! Play ball! And then uh, we have the Masters, the Masters champion. Champion. Oh, tennis champion. Uh, golf champion, Tiger Woods. I'm, uh, uh, McElroy looking to do the career Grand Slam. I think you got, you know, Tiger Woods. Uh, he's got a 71, one under and all that. Uh, it really sort of, uh, once the NCAA uh, tournament happens and you switch over to the Masters, it's immediately springtime. It's immediately white pants time uh, during that time. But um, I'd like to know, are you getting back out onto the course? Are you getting back out into the public links? Is the golf courses here in the city of Albuquerque up to your liking? Do you go to private courses? Where's the best place to go? I'd love to hear from you on that, uh, especially to include on our Saturday, because this is the time where people start, uh, you know, swinging the sticks uh, again. And something that uh, I certainly like to do. But I specifically want to talk about how many you plan on getting out to Isotopes Ballpark. And before you do so, I'd like for you to get sort of my perspective. I plan on going to Isotopes Park. Um, I plan on going out, uh, I believe the, the opening day is next Tuesday. I've got some personal business to attend to. Uh, yes, folks, I will literally uh, no longer, I guess, be living officially at the radio station. Uh, Dow, do you know whether or not I have to uh, change my address to my home address? Um, or can I just be registered to vote at my business? What do you know about that? Mm. I should know the answer to that, but I don't. No, uh, you know, that voting political stuff. Uh, no, yeah, voting. Um, hmm. I, I'll, I'll do some digging, sir. Yeah, if you could, I think that would be good because then, you know, where should I be voted? And I will have an Albuquerque address for those of you hoping that I would be in Rio Rancho or I, for a time I was hoping to be Rio Rancho. And then I saw the ah! 5% interest rates and all the rest of that stuff and the drives and everything else. I'm like, no, 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 no. We ain't going to be doing any of this kind of stuff. Um, let me get to your text very quickly before we cut to break. I saw Don Schrader last summer at the growers market. The years have not been kind to him. Uh, neither has the son or his parents, apparently, who circumcised him, which he oftentimes talks about. <clears throat> Sorry, he does. And uh, that was that was kind of the whole shtick for his uh, shtick. <laughs> ah, my God. And it wants to get it out of my head. Get it out of my head. Uh, a beautiful mind is a portrait of my childhood. I don't know. That was not be good. Uh, Miller High Life Bottles. I'm an old school Michael. Uh, there's this big uh, competition going on between Michelob Ultra, if I'm not mistaken, Dowd, uh, and um, Miller Lite. It's uh, all about uh, one calorie more. Or something like that. So a six-pack in my refrigerator will last me three months, not a heavy drinker. Well, yeah, that's a that's that's not a good drinker either. If you're keeping beer for three months, uh, definitely past its uh, fresh date, uh, I would say that. So we're going to talk about the front page of the Albuquerque Journal this morning, including... Um, our favorite person, uh, Jolene Gutierrez, who's uh, making a strong recommendation. All of just uh, the riff raffery that's going on. They'd open up the Reader's Choice Awards today. You're welcome to go ahead and uh, 
sign uh, doubt and my name on the uh, dotted line or wherever you go ahead and uh, do stuff like that. No doubt uh, KKOB is already going to be pushing for that. I know because they've told me that they'll be pushing for their radio personalities. They do not want to see me on the board and being light up, especially after the post-election stuff or the mayor stuff. They expect that to, you know, sort of weigh heavy, regardless of whether or not my uh, translator has been disabled or, you know, we're on the AM side of the dial. Uh, they uh, still, believe it or not, actually fear that. And uh, we are actually in receipt now of the audible uh, player, which we will play hopefully very soon on air of uh, them making the comment uh, not to allow me on the air. Yes, we'll be doing that. Uh, back after a quick break uh, right here in the Kiva. And yes, I will be on the road again. Uh, that will be all next week. Oh, no, excuse me, all the following week. I'll be leaving Friday, coming back the following Friday. So six days out and good old Eric uh, will be in here producing the show. So looking forward to doing that from the great state of Florida. And of course, uh, even better than that, the uh, better city of Miami. 526, back and forth. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Chamber of Commerce uh, paper of record. The Albuquerque Urinal doing their very best to like. Why does anybody pay for this crap, folks? Is it like honestly at this point? Why is anybody subscribing to this crap? I I, I pick up the paper today. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna read it. And just gonna check it out. I've got a little I don't know ten dollar digital subscription and and you know no. Let me tell you how many people read the paper. There's I don't know 150 people in this building. Nobody picks up the paper. 
inside and the I can leave it out there all day. It's just going to, it's yellow. If I don't get to work till like two or three in the afternoon or something like that, it's just sitting out there baking. Ain't nobody going to pick it up. Oh, I better read the paper. Like, no, I'm just going to go to work. I don't know. Whatever's in there. It's not worth reading. I'm like, it, it, it is like that. Everyone just steps right over the paper. Whoa. Is that your paper? No, I don't need to read it. I haven't subscribed. What is that? That's a newspaper. Look at that. A newspaper. What is that? Never heard of that before. A newspaper. What are there? There's words, stories. What? Do I just play fetch with it? Can't even start a fire with it. There's not. A, like, what? It's not enough. <laughs> not enough. What am I gonna do? I got. What can I do with this? I got one, two, three, four folds. Like, not anybody who's investing in stocks is looking up the stock prices. Nobody who watches TV isn't looking at the news. Okay? Anybody who wants to laugh isn't reading the funnies. And anybody who wants news isn't looking in the Albuquerque Journal. Like, the only thing my dad uh, said this morning is, like, you know, because they're just hanging. It was kind of a big day for the family, whatever. Like, uh, do they kill that guy up in the Northeast Heights? <laughs> Like, whatever ABQ Raw's focused on or whatever, like, that's pretty much all people want to focus on. If it bleeds, it leads. No, we just want to bleed it. We just bleed everything. But no, nobody wants to wake up in the morning and see that woman tell you about the... Or Joe Ma Maia, Mays. Exp this is the cheesiest advertisement I've ever seen. <laughs> Experience matters. It's the bottom fold. I don't know how many thousands of dollars you have to pay for this. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I wouldn't be advertising there, folks. Okay. We have the number one realtors, but according to Joe Mays, he's the number one realtor right there. I'm like, come on. Willie Mays Hayes. Right? You know, he played here once back at the Dukes. Dukes. The Dukes are coming up, psh, coming up, swinging, hustling all the way. The Dukes are coming up, psh, coming up, swinging. Making every play. I don't know. Sort of like um, whenever I sing Dean Martin, you know, I sing the Dean Martin songs. I always get the words wrong on purpose. You know, I don't say hole in a boat. I say something else, but we'll, 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 we'll talk about that <clears throat> in a moment. I like to just sing out loud to myself with my earphones in and be like, oh, I just say that. <sighs> this is the front page news, folks. This is how I know I should have saved my $2 or anybody. Established 1880. New Mexico man acquitted in six, six. Look, look at the way they make this guy. Local terrorist. Who's <laughs> Donald Trump. Like, <laughs> he beat the rap. We'll no, make him no, pay back celebrating here. It. They, they're basically recriminalizing. Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay. He's off. It's like, well, no big deal. He's off. It's not a big deal. And the guy's like, well, no one's going to pay attention to this. Like, <clears throat> Let's see. Let's see who it is. Matthew's on the front page. He's innocent, and Matt is on the front page of the Albuquerque Journal. No, that's not politically directed. Are they are they celebrating it? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see the bylines right here. Oh, no. They take the Kunzelman, Michael Kunzelman, AP article, and they splatter it right there in the middle. 
This guy, in other words, it says the Mexico man acquitted on all charges of January 6th. Man should be found guilty, but wasn't. And they take the same, the picture's so good. The picture's so damn good. The journal, excuse me, the urinal takes the front page picture and then just reprints it. Terrorist. Jihad, jihad. Insurrectionist. Insurrectionist, jihad, jihad. Federal judge on Wednesday acquitted a New Mexico man of misdemeanor charges that he illegally entered the U.S. Capitol and engaged in disorderly conduct. McFadden said it was reasonable for Martin to believe that outnumbered police officers allowed him and others to enter the Capitol. The judge also said Martin's actions were about as minimal, as non-serious as anyone who was at the... Meanwhile, our local judges, all day long, we're never going to go after those judges uh, that let the criminals out and, I don't know, put out uh, whoever, wherever, whenever, however many times. They're like, ah, no, he's fine. But the, the judge, the judge who let this insurrectionist terrorist out of jail, we're going to go ahead and tar and feather him in the AP article at his home. According to uh, Martin said, he enjoyed the day of the riot. He really enjoyed it. I enjoyed being an insurrectionist. <laughs> it was a magical day in many. Like, they're literally just splattering Trump supporters all over. This is why it's the Albuquerque urinal. Like, this is a non-story. Nobody knows who Matthew Martin is. He's not a poster boy for the January 6th riots. New Mexico man acquitted on all charges. Well, how many charges? Uh, <clears throat> uh, four counts. Oh, all charges. So many charges. He, uh, he crossed one barrier. He crossed another. Breached the supreme uh, whatever, the capital. Blah, 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 the riot. How are we calling this a riot again? I'm trying to figure that out. He testified, it was a magical day in many ways. I know some bad things happened. Well, what happened, Martin? Why do, why do you say that? You were there trying to prevent the election from being stolen. You know, you understand that police officers died. Yes, uh, they died of heart attacks. Nobody got hit. I, I understand that Trump supporters died. I understand sure. that all these, like, like all this other kind of stuff that's there. At least nine people died in the riot or the aftermath. One officer died hours after being sprayed with bear spray. Another who tried to quell the riot died by the suicide in the following Meanwhile, leftists uh, take on uh, police officers in Milwaukee, Seattle, uh, but name it, anywhere in USA. We got uh, black people, supremacists, mowing down people in Kenosha, Wisconsin, right? I, I don't know anything about that story. What? what? That, that was never. Ooh, what? what's the judge? That guy's getting, we're treating him with racist. Hands up, don't shoot. When the black TSA guy over at the airport tells me hands up, you know, he's just like, put your hands up. I'm like, so I, I literally said, don't shoot, like immediately. I'm like, it's, I said, sorry, it's programmed into me. You should hear the things that I said. You would love it. I would love it. <laughs> no, you would, if you walked around me and just, I should just like record, like, I guess there's TikTokers, whatever, like they record themselves and they like piece all this kind of stuff together. Oh, and wow. the great thing that you can do in Vegas, I'm going to get to this baseball story. Don't worry, folks. Okay. <clears throat> when I'm walking around Vegas, I know that people are either drunk or high. So just talk to their t-shirts of whatever uh, a-hole thing they've got written on their t-shirt and just talk to it and then just keep walking and watch them. Just, just, they stop. They're like, what, did he really say what I think he said? <laughs> like this woman walked up to my, she walked up to my, um, she literally walked up to the, the place where I was sitting and there's no seats available. Okay. And I stood up because I was talking, because I'm talking. 
And, you know, she's a black woman. She walks up right, right up to me, and, and she can clearly see there's a towel there. She can clearly see my suntan stuff. She's like, and she just starts taking it, like starts grabbing because there's and, and it's full because nobody's working, like at all. She walks right up to it and she starts grabbing my seat. I said, "Today isn't Black Lives Matter Day." React. You can't. Why else would you decide to step over this whole entire thing and decide that you can just go ahead and take whatever you want or that you're constantly being victimized? You're victimizing me with your victimization. I'm constantly victimized because I have to remind myself that I have to pave the way for another racial minority because I'm not a minority or I don't think of myself as a minority or I should think of my or should I not or I'm part of the like this is so much ridiculousness. I just want to live in America. Can we live in America again? An America that's not kind of going? You think that what I said is racist? I think Black Lives Matter is racist. You want to talk about racism? Black Lives Matter is racist. Replay all my mayoral campaign stuff. I hope you take this. I hope you take everything that I ever say on this program and replay it. And put it out there and try to tar and feather me as a racist. You already tried to do it once. Try to do it again. Race is so moot. It is so incredibly moot in so many ways. If a, if a black man walks up to me, you know, it's like, just like I talked to uh, somebody who was like right behind me, okay? You're going to come at me with Black Lives Matter or some other kind of stuff. You're sitting in the back. I'll hold the door open for, uh, for you and I'll say reparations. React. No, because I can't do anything out of the kindness of my own heart anymore. Neither can anybody else because we have to do it because we have to pay it backward or go back and give money back from the 18th. Like, what are we talking about anymore? Oh, Ketanji Brown uh, Jackson. We need to go ahead and nominate her. Does Ketanji Brown Jackson? Like, that's who we're going to nominate. Why? Because she's black? Like, you ruined her too. The only reason why she's up there is because she's black. Sad. Period. You literally have ripped whatever she's tried to achieve in her own personal life. And because she is now the black person, you only looked at black people. You only had from a black pool of people. It's only black. That's racist. That is racism, folks. No matter what way you slice it or dice it, that is racism. And people are fed up. And just because I come, I walk right at you and I tell you exactly the way it is. You're like, what? What? Huh? What? Did he just say what I think? Yeah, I just said what I what I said. You want to repeat it to you? What are you going to do about it? I bet you do nothing about it because you're either drunk or stoned or too stupid to process what I'm saying. It's not being confrontational. It's just saying, hey, this is my territory. You want to defend your territory. We'll go ahead and do that. Okay. I just, I'm, I'm fed up. I'm fed up. And so is everybody else. We don't want to pay attention to race or class or creed or money. I don't want to hear about how much money somebody, somebody has anymore. Have you noticed the people who just get demonized for having too little, having too much? Oh, you should give him so much more because he was disadvantaged. Oh, you should, you should not, you should take away from those people because he has too much. What? What country is this? Neither. 
period. If he wants more, he can work for it. If she needs less, then, you know, she can give it away. Feel generous. Their choice, okay? Their choice. But now we've done war on class and race and all these various other things, okay? By the way, these are things that would not be said on anti-free speech airwaves, which are run by corporate America. They're just like, oh, that guy, that guy needs to be fired. Okay, you am going to fire myself now at this point? Is anything about what I said violates any sort of FCC? No, it doesn't. I, Eddie, I think I'm speaking for the, the shareholders of the Rock of Talk. Oh, okay, I, yes. I, I'm sorry, folks. This guy's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Have your board meeting. Show me where your board is. A clear violation of our ESG principles mm. at the Rock of Talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now you got to spell out ESG. What's the ESG for? Oh, everywhere. God. ESG yeah, is ESG. everywhere. Everything is becoming ESG. The whole world is ESG. Now the acronym is? I, I think it was environmental, social, and governmental, I think. or Yeah. Yep. I, uh, environmental, social, and government justice. The warriors that are out there. Level the playing field. All right. So I guess I'll finally get to the uh, purveyors of political correctness and this stuff. Why isn't Jaylene, uh, how much am I going to have to in, in, insult this woman before she decides to go ahead and uh, turn her scope? See, these people are afraid of the truth. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally insulting the, the real estate agent who's making a false claim about being number one. Like, experience matters. I didn't even say his uh, thing. When you want more dough, call Joe. Oh, my God. I wouldn't even be able to live with myself if I came up with some slogan like that. I'm like, come on, man. Seriously, that's what we're selling? We're selling, if you want more dough, call Joe. If I want more dough, I'll just list the property myself, I suppose. Let everybody bid it up and then go find a realtor so I can keep out the errors and omissions and so I don't have to have to deal with liability because that's a litigious society. I doubt if you left your house with rat infested, just with the real estate prices, not staging or anything, someone would come by it tomorrow. It's like, yeah, I'll clean it up. Just get out of the way. <laughs> like that, that's how crazy the real estate market is right now. It's, it's that nutty. It's nutty. You don't have to do anything with it. So the Albuquerque isotopes, oh my gosh, have the I-Chi-Wa-Wa sandwich. I'm like, oh, gimmicks. Oh, so many gimmicks. A, a pound of spicy pulled pork topped with diced hash, uh, hatch green chili, nacho cheese, and a crispy chilery. And it's one of the new food items being. That is this. Did they pay for this promo? How many off? How many times do we actually uh, do this? Sorry for locking you out there for a second. Hit a button. Oh, I like how they spell it. C H E E W A W A. Right. That's that's the least of my worries. I Chihuahua. <clears throat> Sure, fans can still get their fix of traditional isotopes, park favorites like the barbecue nachos in a helmet, Dion's pizza, cold beer, hot dogs, and funnel cake. But how about a two-pound Ichiwawa pulled pork and green chili sandwich? Okay. Well, here's where it kind of gets over. And, and I have a problem with food adjectives. So pardon me and indulge me for a moment here. You know, when people start talking too much about food and then you make food front page as a draw to the isotopes, does anybody know that? Someone who's playing baseball there for the Albuquerque Isotopes probably can't even afford this at the park, not to mention a ticket to get in. You know, these guys get paid dirt cheap. It's Bull Durham. 
all over the place right, right, right. for these families that are trying to make it to the quote-unquote big leagues that kept them out, okay? Here it is. <laughs> this guy, uh, I made a big deal about this. I'm, like, yelling about this because executive chef Jim Griego, it's kind of like my thing, on Wednesday unveiled the new food items being served this season at Isotopes Park. Griego said it was easy to choose the Chihuahua sandwich as his favorite of the three new culinary offerings. Culinary? We're going full culinary in a place that shut down how many restaurants? Like, we have to go to the fine food fair over at the Albuquerque Isotopes Park. In order for me to buy fine culinary food offerings, I have to spend $20 to get into the park i mean it's gonna be a hundred dollars before i get out of the isotopes park we've already ruined enough sports we've ruined enough uh, attempts to go ahead and sort of keep everything in the line and have here it is and the amount of pretense here is so stupid i got angry right because we shut everything else out i I just got angry just just reading this tasked with continuing that standard Albuquerque native Jim Griego is the new executive chef at Isotope. Executive chef? (laughs) What the hell are we talking? We're talking about hot dogs and nachos and beer and families. I don't want an executive chef at my Isotope's ballpark. Uh, Is it? I'd like to know if the El Paso Times is putting it out on the actual Chihuahua because they are the El Paso Chihuahuas. I'd like to know if they're talking about their executive chef uh, with a pound of offerings. Like, and then featured on the front page of the, their, their, their El Paso Times, which is actually downtown in their CBD. The three new items Grego introduced for the coming season include, oh, and of course, in New Mexico, because we have so much money. And I'm sure the price is scalable at any point. Like, I, I feel like I'm about to get ripped off. I'm just a normal, I'm just, just, just a normal guy. Just want to go to the park. Just want to have a dog and a, a beer. Bud Zero, no duels, whatever. They, they charge you the same for that, that, that crap as they do the other stuff. Oh. <clears throat> price points have not yet been set for any of the new items full disclosure we're not letting you know what it's going to be it's going to be market market price the lobster i'll have a a market price you go to those fancy restaurants like not only they have an executive chef i eat out enough to know this but they have market prices for beef and nacho cheese do you see what i'm getting at here the green chili philly Mm. Hey, it's a New Mexico take on a Philly cheesesteak. What are we going to throw chili at it? <laughs> I need an executive chef title so I can throw chili at something. So I'm like, oh, this is really great, man. Great job there, Jim. You did a fabulous job. You know, I can't go anywhere and actually disclose who I am because every single person who ever serves me, no matter where I'm at, is going to spit in my food, which is why I actually have to. No, it's true. No, I, I don't. I'm not doubting it. It's true. Like, uh, no, it, <clears throat> I recognize that voice. No, you don't. Uh, I'd like the green chili Philly, please. I have to order that way. You, you, you need a food tester like like the, the old oh, pictures yeah. of your. I got, I'm going to drag you to the park. I test this. Uh, look inside. <laughs> I mean, you can feel it, right? It's just, right? Can you just feel it? I can feel it. That Eddie Aragon, I hate him. 
it's true. Says the chef. Now they double down. Uh, uh, says the chef on the Ichiwawa barbecue sandwich. I'd love to see the person that can pick this baby up and eat it. Well, I'd like to know how much I'm paying for it first, Jimmy. <laughs> It's a signature dish of mine. What what chef is calling slapping meat and cheese <laughs> something called the Ichiwawa his signature dish? Signature. You're literally just slapping. I mean, it's not like you're like you know organizing the garnish and the fillet and just preparing it. And well, you know, would you like to have a chef plate? Like, no, we're not doing any of this crap. Stop it! Like this is what we've come to. This is what New Mexico culinary masterpiece is. Throw chili at it, and uh, we're going to call it something. It's his signature dish of his, of his, right? High point of his career. Waiters and the waitresses come to my table. It's like, uh, well, let me go check with my chef, or let me go check my kitchen. Well, you know, or they always call everything in the store theirs. I'm like, you just work here. Get me what I need to get, (laughs) right? Is that that an annoying thing? That's a good point. I never noticed that. (laughs) It's an annoying thing. It's like, well, I don't know. I, you know, like, like you did it. Like, you know what? You didn't have it. There's a proprietor back there who's suffering. Well, you make $15 and I got to tip your ass on 15, 20, 25%. Oh, by the way, this is catching on. I'm noticing people when I walk to the line that they're not tipping the help at the, at there. And I want you to, to do that. Okay. You need to get away from this mandatory 15, 20, 25% crap that they put there on the thing. Oh, wow. You're entitled to 25% of whatever my take is based on the fact that you're punching a few buttons. I can get my own damn coffee. Thank you very much. I can uh, fetch my own. Oh, oh, you went and used the tongs to grab the croissant. Oh, 20%. I love the way you grab the croissant with the tongs and placed it in the paper bag as you press the button that automatically (laughs) queued up the price and I waved my phone. We all did something magical. I showed up at your place. You to tell me while you get your $15 an hour, whatever your minimum wage is, and you use the tongs to grab your piece of food, bring it over to me, and then presented it as if it's a business. There you go. Look what I did for you. Oh, you, you, you walk three paces to uh, open the little con- container so that you could show me what you can get. Or you nuke something, right? Oh, wow. Generally speaking, you, you, you nuke something. It has an auto button on there that tells you exactly how long to auto it up. Yep, yep. Right? It's like a croissant, and it's hit the croissant button. You hit no the sausage button. You hit the this button, right? Hit all these buttons. <clears throat> I'm enjoying this segment, even if you're not. Even if you think that I'm a total a-hole, I don't care. It's a signature dish of mine. I have many years to come out here and do that. It's probably the best pulled pork sandwich. You will ever eat. How do you know that? How do you know that that's the best pulled pork sandwich? And and you can turn around and tell me that. I get to decide whether or not your pulled pork is the best pulled pork sandwich I will ever eat. You don't get to tell me that. You don't get to sell it to me as if it is the best pulled pork sandwich. Since it's market price, how about you and I come to agreement in truth-free market prices if it's the best pulled pork sandwich, I will pay more for that pulled pork sandwich than any man has ever paid you for that pulled pork sandwich because it is indeed the best pulled pork sandwich and it's market price. You see what I'm saying? This is this is really rational. <clears throat> I could do this for the next time. <laughs> 
Oh, very quick call. We got to hit the top of the hour news. Like, people are going to be like, yeah, you're a, you're a Grinch. <laughs> you curmudgeon. Yeah, you curmudgeon. You know, you're a... This Jim Griego. Call hey, it in the key. Hey, right. Yes, yes. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Let's go, bro. Let's go, bro. Easiest day to be would be Hawaii. You cut off their spam. They would surrender immediately. <laughs> Number two, it's hilarious to me. And you were talking about measurements and all that, um, that they can't teach the Bible in schools, but we still use a calendar that uses BCAC or ADBC. Sorry, I messed that up. Number three, I just got to thinking about President uh, George W. Bush. He uh, proposed for us to take a small percentage of our savings that towards social security and invest it and instead of us getting a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a month we would have gotten like two to three thousand dollars a month but the democrats poo-pooed it but the sad thing is is that's how they get their huge pensions politicians by investing so i think the american people really got screwed because of bad politics. I'm sitting here trying Thanks. to talk about baseball and hot dogs, and there you go with your politics uh, here in the Kiva. We hit the top of the hour. We'll bring it back for an hour Spam? full of fun. Commercial-free, you and me, and the Dow 3000 makes three right here in the Kiva on AM 600 KIV, ABQ.FM. Between us grow deeper. This is the Rock of Talk on AM sixteen hundred KIVA Albuquerque. I'm so happy because today from my friends are in my head. I'm so ugly. That's okay, cause so are you look on me. Sunday morning is every day for all I care. And I'm not scared that my candles in our days, cause I found God. Yeah! That's okay, shave my head, and I'm not sad, and just maybe I'm too plain for all I've heard, and I'm not sure, I'm so excited, I can't wait to meet you here, I don't care, I'm so horny, that's okay, my will is good, yeah, yeah.
505 with more 401 here for your third hour. I'm Eddie Uragon, the Rock of Talk AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Hour three, you and me, the Dowd makes three, 3,000. Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Apping at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. We'll get to lots of local stuff. A lot of uh, bantering, good stuff uh, back and forth, uh, and really with myself and the Albuquerque urinal that's out there. But feel free to go ahead and uh, Give them the middle finger by voting for us for the reader's choice, uh, if you so like. It was, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, on this day, and a lot of people say it's April 5th, but I believe it was two days after. They, I mean, I just can't think of a bigger rock and roll star, you know, at the time, and uh, then none other than uh, Kurt Cobain, um, and somehow he was rotting in his own house for, I think two days or something like that. Like, how does that even happen? You know, you want to see that that's one of those uh, things. So um, the Seattle police department report stated that Cobain was found with a shotgun across his body, suffered a gunshot wound to the head that a suicide note had been discovered nearby. It was confirmed that he had died quote unquote by suicide. And I say quote unquote by suicide with emphasis now, because there much uh, a light has been, shed upon that and whether or not he truly was in fact uh uh the three-letter agencies uh according to some sources have indicated that they were quite scared of his level of influence and what he was uh, steering um you know who killed kurt cobain there certainly is that there's been a number of uh, documentaries uh there's a um uh, so a song by the sneaker pimps that uh, talks uh, very distinctly about the death of kurt cobain being murdered um, not a suicide, and uh, despite uh, all his failings, uh, I guess within his marriage, a man married, buried, you know, uh, a great uh, song lyric, which so many people I think evoke. I think all that. Um, he was found on this day back in 1994. Now, think about how far back that is, folks. That's 28 years ago in Seattle. Um, and there's a number of uh, quote unquote conspiracy theories that are out there and uh, have continued to spread. And uh, some have even got some traction on that. And uh, that's uh, kind of interesting uh, on all that. Something to sort of sort of look into and all that. So uh, he was hospitalized a month earlier in Rome, according to the latest wiki um, write-up on here. Following an overdose on painkillers, Gold Mountain Records, who managed him, said that the overdose was accidental, that he was suffering from influenza and fatigue. Incidentally, uh, he did make his way through Albuquerque. Uh, one of his last appearances, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Dowd, I believe one of his last 20 concerts, I believe, was oh. in Albuquerque. You can see what his, his last places that he went through. If you don't mind pulling that up, I believe that sure. he was here. I want to say maybe in February, January, February of that year. Might might be, might have been might have been uh, late the previous year in '93 uh, when I graduated high school. By the way, so that's how far back this goes. Uh, for me, and I was just getting into Nirvana at the time. Um, Co- Cobain's cousin Beverly said that the family had a history of suicide, that Cobain had been diagnosed with 
ADD and hyperactivity disorder and bipolar disorder uh, as well. Uh, according to the report, they said that he had checked into a rehabilitation uh, facility back on 331.94 Exodus Recovery Center by scaling a six-foot wall, and he escaped. April 2nd, he took a taxi to a gun shop. Interestingly enough, I'm sure the gun people had no idea who he was, right? Where he received a receipt from firearm shells. He told the taxi driver he wanted to buy shells because he had been burglarized. And then on the 7th or 8th of April, he was discovered in the greenhouse above the garage on Lake Washington Boulevard East House um, by Becca Electric employee Gary T. Smith, who arrived to install security lighting. Interestingly, uh, security lighting. In all of that. So a 20-gauge shotgun Remington model purchased for Cobain by his friend Dylan Carlson was found on his chest. It had been, interestingly enough, legally purchased by Carlson at Stan Baker's gun shop in Seattle. Conductor David Woodard had built a dream machine for Cobain. Rumors that Cobain had been using the device heavily in the days leading up to a suicide were contradicted by later reports. Dowd, when was his last concert? Uh, he was last in Albuquerque in, uh, 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 well, I'll give you the exact date, October 19th, 1993. So that was the fall before okay, fall. the death. Okay. There you go. So uh, there you go. So yeah, so I think it's 7th or the 8th. I thought it was two days after, but I guess it's three days, um, I guess, is uh, what he stayed. That's even worse. Um, Can you imagine that. someone that big not just being out of touch with other people for a couple days where all of his employees family bandmates wife they didn't know he was dead i mean what a odd event well okay so let's start there okay let's just let's just sort of digress a little bit and sort of pick it apart without getting into reports or what other people are thinking or anything let's just let's just on the face of it much like why the hell was <clears throat> hunter biden's laptop how did it end up in albuquerque like that needs to, how did it travel all the way from Delaware to here? And if the guy was quite worried that it was here, there must've been something, some level of connection to Albuquerque. Then we of course know that there was none other than uh, Devin Archer, who was part of BGK, who's now in jail, I believe, or going to jail for a year at least. Um, and you have all these connections and all these uh, things that happen. Then of course you got Jeffrey Epstein here. You've got, BGK, head of the BGK board, I believe, was one Bill Richardson. His first job coming out of being governor of the state of New Mexico was that. Hunter Biden, Devon Archer, all them involved. And then, of course, you had uh, John Kerry's son, Chris Hines. Uh, yes, of Hines Fortune that purchased Stepson. that. What's that? Stepson. Okay. Well, yep. Whether or not, did Kerry ever procreate? Oh, uh, he has a couple of daughters, yeah. Oh, he does? Yep. Oh, yeah, one married an Iranian doctor. Is that correct? Right, right, right. Yep. Is that correct? Well, I mean, Kerry's uh, connection to all the Heinz money is he married into it after Senator Heinz was killed in a, a plane. A, uh, I think he was in a helicopter and the plane hit the helicopter or he was in the plane and the plane hit the helicopter. I don't know which it was, but it was uh, outside Philadelphia. Uh, Senator Heinz died, leaving his billions to Teresa Heinz. Okay. Then somehow magically a few years later became Teresa Heinz Kerry. I'll always love that part on um, that 2007 movie with Javier Bardem where he's putting the peanuts down on the shelf. He said, <coughs> you, you married into it? <laughs> Chris Hines purchased, along with Devin Archer and, and 
Hunter Biden and there's some other names that have been sort of been thrown into the fluff of all this. And I think it's time that we start picking this thing apart because this is, this is where there's smoke, there's fire. And we'll get back to Kurt Cobain in just a moment. So hold on for a moment here. That company got bought by a Chinese company. Okay. Like within a couple of years, the Ryan something or other, I have to go back and look at all my notes and then, so the Orion took that over, then relocated to Los Angeles, where Hunter Biden is, right? So it's all kind of weird and strange and real estate driven. There's great places to hide money. Real estate is one of those places. You don't want to hold on too much real estate, uh, lest the IRS come around, right? I mean, this is kind of just weird stuff. Like, why doesn't this get looked into? Okay, so we're going to go on that. Um, you have to uh, be on back on that journey. I mean, it's time to reopen that and why that laptop ended up in Albuquerque of all places. Yeah. Just took a left turn at Albuquerque. Okay. Well, we all take left turns at Albuquerque. <laughs> Only left turns allowed. A bad, bad, bad joke. Okay. So let's pick this apart. How does a man who enters rehabilitation, who has a month long, I believe the last concert, Dowd, was the beginning of March. Is that about right? Is that the last time? End of February. Last, last, last. Uh, late February, early March in Munich. Yeah, <clears throat> Munich. Okay, so they come over here, and then uh, I think that they did they cut it short, or that was the end. Uh, that looks like the official list says that was the end. There were supposed to be two in Munich, but they played just one. At that point, yeah, because he was just getting loaded or uh, something, right? At that point, I don't think Nirvana could have been any bigger. Is that is that about right? I think they were were they the yeah. biggest band of ninety three, ninety four. And not because of his suicide. They were already. His influence was beyond everything. It was Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain was the center of the universe. Like, he was he was literally gravity at that point. Okay? So how does a man with that much gravitas, pardon the pun, how does the man lay in his home for three days after coming in and out of rehabilitation, escaping rehabilitation? How does nobody go back and check the house where he is at? after a security camera is supposed to be installed in the very same place. See, this is how this, you know, sort of gerbils escape the cage and turn into conspiracy theories because it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up at all. In fact, there's a, you know, death uh, movie about all Kurt Cobain, his background. Uh, he was abused as a kid, sexually abused. Um, he had a very troubled um, sort of uh, outing and growing up. I don't know how musically gifted he, he was. I think he was sort of just sort of uh, connected and picking up uh, everything. But how uh, anything uh, piquing your interest so far just based upon on the real surface explanation of this? Anything I, at all? It's, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to say. It there's raises a few red flags. I it mean, um... yeah. So Billboard magazine covered this last year. Okay, on May of 2021. And it had to, why would the FBI release a 10-page Cobain file containing theories about his death? If it was made, if they made the death determination that he had killed himself, right? Is that, that fair? Hmm. According to Billboard, they said the Federal Bureau of Investigation, sorry. Quietly released the file of Kurt Cobain in April. It contains letters from concerned individuals about the cause of the Nirvana frontman's death. 
He died by suicide in a Seattle home. His home. He had escaped the asylum, and he dies in his home. Seattle Police Department concluded he had died from self-inflicted gunshot wound. It marked the 27th anniversary, this time last year, now 28. Uh, according to this, they believe Cobain's death was the result of a homicide. It contained two letters from individuals whose names were redacted from the files in all this. First letter dated 9-24-2003, cited who killed Kurt Cobain in a 1998 book, The Mysterious Death of an Icon. And then the 1998 movie, Kurt and Courtney, about Cobain and his wife, musician Courtney Love, who, by the way, became even 100 times more famous after nobody even knew the heck who the heck she was. Yeah, yeah. Prior to that. Private investigator hired by Love, who believed foul play was involved, and Love had, quote-unquote, something to do with it. The second letter postmarked, this is the interesting one, 112006 pointed to evidence from a lack of fingerprints found on the gun to a different handwriting used in the portion of a suicide note. That's the giveaway. As well as the book, Love and Death, The Murder of Kurt Cobain. The FBI sent identical responses to both parties, signed by Linda Trigero Pass from the Executive Secretariat Office. We appreciate your concern, Mr. Cobain, may have been the victim of a homicide. However, most homicide investigations generally fall within the jurisdiction of state and local authorities. Passes the buck. The official response read and for the FBI to initiate an investigation to any complaint we receive specific facts must be present to indicate that a violation of federal law within our investigative jurisdiction has occurred based upon the information you provided. We are unable to identify any violation of federal law within the investigative jurisdiction of the FBI. We are therefore unable to take any investigative action in this case. The FBI had identical correspondence with another person who communicated with U.S. Attorney Janet Reno, but the details of the initial concern from the third individual was not included in the file. The last pages of the file contain facts from 13097 that was sent to the FBI's L.A. and D.C. offices from Cosgrove Mauer Productions, the company behind the documentary Unsolved Mysteries. Yes, folks, it went that far. Which aired an episode addressing the theories behind Cobain's untimely death in February 97. Facts indicated Tom Grant, a private investigator and former L.A. County Sheriff's deputy, believe the ruling of Cobain's death as a suicide was a rush to judgment due to the inconsistency in the case. Grant appears to be the P.I. love hired out of concern for her husband's well-being and was mentioned in the 2003 dated letter sent to the FBI. Then Rolling Stone, May 7th, says, we reach out to the FBI for various stories and try to get information on them. We still do that. We're just talking to the FBI yesterday about the request. We're in constant contact with them. That was the typical communication. But the FBI just told you what? They will not open up anything. So why would the FBI release something 27, Dowd? Dowd, why would they release I, I wish I could article 27, Dowd, years later? Oh, your numbers. Yes. Your yeah, numbers. here we okay. go. All over again. Remember this. Okay. And there's a link to all this in the billboard and the 10 pages that were coming out. Does it matter? Is this important? If one of these comes out and it's not redacted and we find some inconsistencies that lead more towards, hey, he was murdered as opposed to suicided or committing suicide, excuse me, because when you say suicided, it means, you know, Somebody else participated in his suicide. This is of fair public interest, quite possibly the biggest suicide that I can think of, doubt, in the last 30 years easily. 
Probably not Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> well, nothing bigger than that. And still, there's a lot to be that. I mean, are, is the conspiracy theories in all this, the inconsistencies, or something led to be here? And what would be the motivation for doing such a thing? Food for thought. Something for you to think about. And um, I think worth your time. Uh, there are plenty of books, plenty of information. And here we are 28 years later. And we're still going to be discussing this and what would be the motivation. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. I just uh, think that, you know, just when you think of the probably, you know, Marilyn Monroe, Elvis Presley, Kurt Cobain is right there, ladies and gentlemen, as far as pop icon and the untimely death of him during that time. So, and again, at the age of 27. So. Jimi Hendrix, another weird one in all of this, okay? although he was uh, certainly a lot more loaded. But again, I think just we can start getting into this whole thing about May and sacrifices and the satanic stuff. I, I mean, eventually we're going to find some information on any of this stuff and what they're doing and what they're actually saying. I mean, you know, doubt as, as I was throwing this stuff out there, he's like, well, Jared Leto beheads. Uh, Dad, uh, the doc, the documentary, Eddie, uh, the, I guess the documentary, mm -hmm. I, I imagine for all I know, there's probably 37 Kurt Cobain documentaries, but I guess the one that got uh, a, a majority of the attention or a huge section of the attention was called Soaked in Bleach. Mm. That was yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the documentary that was speculating uh, about uh, a murder. Uh, and according to this article from Billboard back in 2015, Courtney Love did not like that documentary. <laughs> I can imagine why. <laughs> well, I think the other thing too that uh, it, you know, kind of sort of like the left be, be desired is what drove him towards, at the height of his, his success, a need to use more and more drugs. Was it just the drug addiction? I don't think that Kurt Cobain, if you were to hear him and listen to him and and actually listen to some of his interviews. It's interesting. It's like, uh, this is not a guy who's, you know, really kind of driven towards a high level of addiction. He's a very creative, very powerful, uh, you know, uh, sort of spirit, if you will, on all this. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. So something to investigate. Dave Grohl, Grave Dole. Mm, money, money motivation. Uh, let's see. Carrie's daughter's as ugly as he is. Pelosi's son, Don, tried to turn... Into the Hunter Slime team. There's a connection here with Paul Pelosi. Paul Pelosi here in the state of New Mexico. He killed himself because nobody liked him. That's why nobody checked on him. Not even his wife. Uh, no. Sorry. Watch Kurt Cobain's death in relation to Courtney Love, Dave Grohl, Bill Gates, and Nevermind on YouTube. There we go. There's smart people out there, folks. They just start putting stuff together. Um, your soy boy, your fake soy boy patter, uh, I mean, really amuses me. Oh, that's funny. I haven't been able to hear your show lately. It's great. One question. Do they arrest drunk drivers in Albuquerque? Is there a weekly count? I guess the paper would be better if it was called the Albuquerque Turkey today. Any paper as part of the Gannett, the owner of USA Today, has gone down the drain. It should be called the USA Yesterday. Pet birds are happy. They, uh, lots of cage liners. Uh, those Does anybody buy pet birds? Anyway? Uh, it was voted number one bird cage liners. That would be Albuquerque Journal. Very good. I didn't know that. There it is. Reader's choice for Albuquerque. For you don't know this, Eddie, but when I when I moved back to New Mexico, I, I spent a year here right after uh, university in the in the mid '90s, and uh, I've been been trying to get back forever. When I 
moved back in 2015, I shot a letter to the editorial page editor of the Albuquerque Journal saying, hey, I don't really notice that you've got any local columnists who aren't <laughs> anything to the right of, you know, uh, I don't know, AOC. Uh, you got your Winthrop Quigley. Uh, you've got uh, Jolene. Yeah, you've got these business columnists that just, as Eddie says, just the Chamber of Commerce newsletter. I don't know. I, I bring a different perspective. Uh, I just moved back here. I've been trying to get back to New Mexico for 20 years. Uh, you know, maybe throw me a couple columns. It it went nowhere. <clears throat> as usual, all great, uh, all great things come to Albuquerque to die. Eddie, my dad always, or leave, right? Bill Gates. Microsoft. Bezos. Eddie, my dad always used to sing Dean Martin at investments, right? BC investments, pick up, leave. Um, TBC, I mean, it becomes all the wonderful, great things. Oh, it started there once long ago. My dad always just sing Dean Martin songs. <clears throat> How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her. She kissed me. I don't know. <clears throat> Make up his own words to it. The best one was Ala and El Rancho Grande. So you, you can't help but make up the words to the Dean Martin song. Because it's all rhyming and reason, you know. What he's saying is, I'm a Rancho Grande. That's funny. I'm a big ranch. <laughs> Thanks for making me smile. That's from uh, Ann. Uh, uh, what is happening in Ukraine is a symptom of the disease that has decimated our shining city. We created the opportunity for this to happen. If it becomes World War III, the U.S. of communists will be on the wrong side of history. This is not going to be World War III, I think, now. I think the World War is happening sort of behind all of our lines. Um, on your phones, in your heads, in your beds wherever they possibly can. I think someone needs to do a film on just that, those three things that I just said. Rock of Talk chat is superior investment to anything printed in these states of New Mexico. And we don't Booyah! fill a tree. We don't <laughs> fill a tree, not uh, one single tree. Uh, some items of note. I had so much uh, prepared for today, but uh, boy, that uh, talk about Jim Griego being the executive chef and the level of pretense <laughs> there is just... It's just too much to... Uh, pardon it. Uh, too much to chew on, Dow. Too much... To chew on, to chew okay. on. There you go. Yeah. Clever, clever. Yep, clever stuff. We're 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 all sorts of clever. Yeah, we could do the Madonna thing. And Ukraine's Lazinski, uh, Zelensky, Lazinski, <laughs> Lipinski, Lewinsky, Ukraine's Zelensky, Lewinsky, Lipinski. Is anybody even connecting the dots here? No, just by me. Just Sarah Lipinski. Lipinski, there you go. And then you got Monica. Does, you, does anybody know? Is anybody, what's happening to Monica Lewinsky? What is she doing nowadays? I think she has a, 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 a thriving handbag business. Still? Still the handbags? <laughs> and she gets upset whenever the interviewers ask her about anything else related to her life. <laughs> I would have thought she would have married well, Dowd. I mean, oh, she yeah? was sort of prequaled to be anybody's husband. She was from money, I think, like Beverly Hills money, wasn't she? It I had mean, to be. Yeah. yeah, it had to be. Huh. Ukraine Zelensky says Russia, Russia must be brought to justice. Russia must be brought to justice. I must break you. Elon Musk arrival stirs fear. Republican registration surge in Pennsylvania. You have Dr. Oz, if he can avoid uh, Joseph Biden. Uh, <clears throat> Comrade Biden. Uh, in Pennsylvania is warning sign for the Democrats and Georgia right now, the Republicans are surging like nobody's business. Wow. Looks like Herschel Walker. Yeah. He's not only going to get the uh, Heisman trophy, but he's going to become your next senator. Irish inflation. I wanted to get to two stories here. 
and then I'll hand it over, hand it on over to Dowd. Reuters put this out. Irish inflation. I was thinking about the potato famine and all of these types of things. But Irish inflation nears 40-year high of 6.7% in March. Yeah, 6.7%. Diesel and petrol rocketed 46 and 35% in Ireland. Ireland. Food prices rose by 4%. Prices were 2% higher than February, the fastest month-on-month rise since figures were first collected in Ireland back in 1997. Janae's not going to be happy, and neither is you too. Ireland's central bank forecast for the week, the price growth would peak at 7.7% for the second quarter, but remain above 7% for the third quarter before declining to 5.1%. Annual inflation briefly touched 7% in 2000 for a moment and was last above that level back in 1984. What's happening there is happening throughout Europe. The interest rates are jacked up now. Three bumps, I should say three quarter point bumps here in just about a month that you're going to be receiving. All that stuff. And then finally, sort of uh, this article that came from the Wall Street Journal down. Uh, I want you to include this in the notes. So for those who are um, lucky enough or pay for this, the NBA's biggest trade started start a role player who has student loans. This is about a guy by the name of Derek White. He played for a D2 or one D2 school, okay? He was at a, he was at a culinary school. Oh, wow. At a culinary school. Let me just kind of give you the, the, the quick and dirty on this. The reason why he is the most valued and one of the most valued, uh, and he doesn't even score that much or they get that many rebounds or anything, is because he makes all the other players around him better. Kind of a rare thing mm-hmm. to get actually identified and noted for that. And I thought maybe NBA is past its maturity level, uh, meaning it's overly ripe, and I don't think it's ever going to get that good again because if you might remember, and uh, interestingly enough, he's on the Celtics, which has, I believe, now 50 wins. I don't know anything about the NBA. But what I can tell you is it's overly ripe, and that's when the last time there were really, really good players – that just made every all the other players players around them better. John Havlicek, Bill Russell. I mean, these are people who won rifled off championship. You had Red Auerbach. Light it up, Red. Play better. Yeah, I mean, this is all right in your neighborhood, right in your backyard, right on the it playground, is. the yard. I saw Bird play once. Maki, 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 Maki out there. Maki, he's a great player. <laughs> right? So you have all these guys that are out there that are like, uh, you know, the prima inside the Albuquerque Journal today. It says, if LeBron... Wants to win a, not that I care, if another title is his goal, he might need to leave L.A. You have Phoenix and Boston, Maki. You have all these things where people are starting to play back as a team again, just out of necessity because the prima donnas and the salaries and the fact that, you know, they haven't been, like, they're not making as much money. They're not bringing in as much coin. I mean, certainly not on the court. It's all being done someplace else. So, you know, I think the fact that that's celebrated and being pointed out in the Wall Street Journal, I think, is telling us something else about the sports world right now. Mm-hmm. Both good and bad. The good being, well, you know, maybe we can finally watch these sports once again where it's not about, you know, the prima donna. It's more about the flow of the game, the coaching, the strategy, the X's and O's, you know, 
you know, finding guys who are like great stories. The Tom Brady's of the world. We, we love the Tom Brady's of the world. He's coming back. Then the other side of that is, well, sort of equaling out all the pay amongst these players, which is not a very good thing because there's not that much money. You're going to start seeing salaries go down and go into the other direction. And I don't think that that bodes very well for the economy. But there you go, folks. Uh, it's more of an indicator, more of a symptom, not a cause. So I don't think I think I should restate that in saying that it's not very good for the economy. It's more symptomatic of what's happening overall uh, in this uh, capitalist-driven society. You're going to see uh, more of that shared misery even amongst those uh, players and more and more of these players being paid. Uh, I have a quick question for you, Dowd. Okay. How does the University of New Mexico given that I've had asked Ed Nunez to go ahead and resign, how will the University of New Mexico decide to finally pay its players, which it looks like we're headed in that direction or have headed in that direction, if you're not putting butts in the seats? And uh, if uh, how do you expect to win championships? How do you expect to win league championships? How do you expect to uh, play at a higher level if the most important thing for you isn't the bottom line in uh, X's and O's and uh, W's and L's, wins and losses, but it's actually about, uh, you know, how you get these guys vaxxed and masked and uh, protecting the public health, which we, we, what, what's the answer to that? Do you, do you have uh, some, any insight at all? Uh, let's see. How do they how do they expect to pay their players if they're not raising revenue because right. fan support is so low? There you go. Um, well, we have to find other revenue sources. And I think the pretty much the go to revenue source for. Pretty much every man, woman, and child and any kind of entity, any corporation in New Mexico is the federal government. Until you have Jim Griego creating food concessions. Ah. Uh Right there. What are we going to do? Lobo dog in it. Jim Griego is going to save the University of New Mexico Athletic Department with his iChihuahua. Executive chef. You have to hire more executive chefs and you have to have (laughs) greater culinary and... um, uh, uh, other uh, beverage offerings down. <laughs> okay. That's what it's That's... All about. This is the place where it's going to be a destination where you can right. overcharge people, yep. have them pay, you know, five, six times because we have an executive chef and this offering where you have a pound of this, you can get the green chili Philly, the wild west sausage or the Ichiwaba barbecue sandwich. And then your local newspapers uh, get to go ahead and uh, push this out. By the way, folks, feel free to vote for us for the readers uh, choice awards for the Albuquerque journal. If you think we're any good at what we're doing, or maybe maybe you're going to vote for um, Chef of the Year in the Albuquerque uh, Reader's Choice, uh, Albuquerque Journal Reader's Choice Award, uh, Jim Griego's got to be up there. So, no so attending UNM sporting events will not be so much of a of a sports no. experience in the future. It'll be a culinary experience. Culinary, yes, okay. yes. The Ichiwawa, the Green Chili Philly, and then okay. um, the Wild West Sausage, which I find completely in total. What is, I feel like I'm, come on, man. Family friendly, Wild West. It's so crazy, it just might work. <laughs> so crazy. All right, Dowd. Uh, what do you got? Uh, anything else uh, that you want to release before we get to the top five? Uh, no. Uh, well, wait, maybe sometime tomorrow, if it's Friday, we'll get into the piece I did yesterday, and then I have a, a fresh piece coming up tomorrow on the uh, brief special session and a very very stupid uh, Republican in the state who gets a lot of media oh. attention, uh, oh. who is recommending that we pay our legislators because New Mexico is not enough of a mess. We should actually be paying the people mostly responsible for the mess. So that's a great idea. Oh, there we go. All right. You're, you're um, going to like this one, Eddie, a lot. You're going to love you and it. I are, um, you and I are headed out to... TRC, baby. 
T or C, truth or consequences. So um, I, I believe that uh, you'll be headed out Thursday, uh, Saturday night. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, probably midday, maybe even late morning Saturday. Yeah. Oh, wow. I got yeah. the last room at the Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> Literally the last wow, room. In demand. Uh, yeah. In demand. Um, and what type of questions should they prepare for? I'm going to be a perfect gentleman, ladies and gentlemen. I am mm. not going to bring bring any uh, uh, bad PR to the Rock of Talk. You're not going to be a wet blanket? Um, it, it will be very hard for me to pull up, be polite. I'm still thinking right at the at the gate, Eddie. Once they see our names, they check our IDs, they're going to say, get out of here. Um, you think but, so? Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to try anyway. I, the, the listeners and the subscribers deserve it. They deserve my full effort on this project. Hmm. Okay, well, this is good. Uh, I think I should just do like a live broadcast uh, from my phone. I think I should do that uh, by doing and uh, and just push that on rockoftalk.tv. What do you think? Oh, I like I'm it. I'm going to have high speed. I think that would be good. And then uh, can we make it confrontational? What if we pull out the uh, $220 million report and ROI and we start talking about mass and figures? It, will there be any room to discuss the practical side of the... Uh, now listen, I have learned uh, as a young as a young uh, researcher writer, I learned from a from an old investigative reporter, what you want to do in a situation like that is act very stupid because you want to ask open-ended questions, you want to look like you're incredibly naive even though you know the whole story. You probably you might know more about what's going on than the people answering you. You want to ask wide open questions and let them walk right into the trap, fall down on the punji sticks and get all skewered. Hmm. I'm I'm pretty um I think I'm pretty uh pretty much on top of that I think I'm I'm good at leading people down the the primrose path and then hitting them with a brick wall I don't, I don't think there's any any doubt about that so um, so uh, what's the what's the forecast there for Sunday I gotta know oh geez I haven't even looked yet wow yeah, yeah. doubt I mean you're so prepared you got everything else we gotta see what the forecast is well, of course ladies and gentlemen well, we it's... see Kevin Robinson Avila there. <laughs> Oh, for a press release writing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Will um, I be able to? Will I be able to suntan while I'm there? Let me know see. That? Truth or consequences? Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to spell it right. Well, I mean, initially, my initial it's, result. Uh, it's truth. Uh, T R U F. Tell me the truth. Truth. Tell me the truth. Truth. Oh, truth. All right. Sunday that we are yeah. looking at. Sunday. 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 Ooh, eighty-five. Sunny Ooh. and windy. Scorched Earth. Okay. okay. Windy. Spaceport. No, no uh, it's always gloomy for taxpayers. What are, <laughs> see we, what, I did there? what are we there to see exactly? What are we going to be visiting with the CEO? You know, what, <laughs> what exactly is going on? Uh, it is the annual open house. People will okay. be coming in. There will literally be people flying in. It's also Can a fly I meet in. The firefighters. Are the firefighters are the people who put out the fires there? We, so the fires for the rockets that never take off there. Yes, that's okay. The, that's good. I want to make sure that's good. There. And, uh, um yeah i just don't know what to do i think this is going to be this might be more fun for me than you be you'll be you'll be chatting with everyone you you because that's what will you richard do. branson be there will richard branson be there i think we we you know he loves the limelight if, if kevin does. robinson avila shows up branson will show up <laughs> well i tell you uh, one of the things that we do know about branson is uh he's a sex pistols fan right Oh yeah, that's how he got his start, didn't he? Uh, he was uh, pushing them on the River Thames. Is that yes? Correct? Yeah, God save the Queen. Yes. Mm, yes, God save the Queen, or or my favorite one, of course, is this one. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of holiday in the sun. Back tomorrow, 4 p.m. for our Friday edition. 
on am600kivabq.fm, rockoftalk.com. Uh, don't forget to subscribe directly at rockoftalk.chat. Back tomorrow for our 4 o'clock edition. <laughs>